Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast, starring Matthew Gregg, his shirt, pictures of dogs, the JoJo poster, and also two magnificent specimens of wrestling fans that only Cultaholic can produce, Mr. Tross, Ross Twiddell and Jack King. Nearly nailed it without stuttering or messing up your words. How Dross the hell are you, quite Ross? Fit. Dross is quite fitting, Matthew. I'm very Dross. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm delightful. Tickety-boo, can't complain. How are you? I'm hanging out my ass, and I couldn't be happier. Oh, yes! Again, we did a podcast yesterday, Matthew, and you were hanging out your ass then as well. What's going oh, it's on? The same me? thing. Oh, all oh, right. Not drunk. Not hungover. Just oh, Ill. that's what that means, isn't it? No, sorry, I'm not getting drunk. I'm just a bit ill with the winter flu, which it turns out you don't need to see people to get. It just naturally gravitates oh. towards you, like flies to poo. But you never mind what, that. What was your What was your podcast yesterday? It's oh. a secret. Oh. It's a bloody secret. Oh, <laughs> exciting. It's actually some fan fiction we're bringing to the Cultaholic Wrestling YouTube <laughs> channel, starring all of us, written Fantastic. by Aidan Gibbons. The news, the news hound. Yeah. Oh, so it's for, so Fightful wrote it first then. Oh, here. Jack. Aiden, right, let's go. Aiden does a fantastic job for us and he's a very talented man. Right, I know it's, 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 it's I know, the mantra. Did, the mantra of Cultaholic, Matthew, is your one-stop stop, stop, well, stop shop for professional wrestling. I'm about to die here as well. We, we well, collect well done, the news. We, we collect the news. We're not a, a source, particular on rare occasions, but usually we gather the news and project it to others. And Aiden's fantastic at that, right? <laughs> he certainly is. That's why it was a joke, because we all know that he's tickety-boo. But I just had to step in, okay? I just had to step I in. I know, I know. Um, people are very disappointed that, that there won't be fan fiction yet, but maybe if you're good, Santa will bring you something nice. <laughs> and speaking of something nice, Jack, how are you doing? I'm not too bad. Um, it's been a bit of a hectic day, because uh, obviously we record this on a Thursday, and we'll get to it later on, but... The landscape all shifted last night in wrestling, but I'll not say any more until we get onto it. But it's been everything's just been going on, hasn't it? There has been a lot of news, Jack. What a <clears throat> wonderful way to segue. I don't know, we've got a fun podcast ahead of us, but we'll get the worst news out of the way first of all. Pat Patterson passing away this week at the age of seventy-nine. Uh, renowned for bloody hell everything in wrestling when he was proper wrestling. 70s and 80s, had a hell of a reputation. Tag team with Nick Bockwinkle. That one match with Sergeant Slaughter, amongst other things. As a booker, he is credited with having a lot of success and uh, responsible. That's what we're looking for there. For things like the Royal Rumble, Warrior versus Hogan, Discovering the Rock, Bret Hart's push, Shawn Michaels' push, Rey Mysterio's uh, WrestleMania run, and allegedly helping the screw job, but who cares about that? Um, then later on, still hung around WWF. Did the Stooges quite well? 
did the Over the Edge 98 bit with special guest ring announcer, you know, Gerald Briscoe, special guest timekeeper, and everything else like that that has been copied still to this day. He did everything in wrestling. He was very influential. If Chances are, if you were a kid watching wrestling in the 90s or the early 2000s, the thing you are enjoying was because Pat Patterson had a hand in it. And he's passed away now, age of 79. And also, just for some obvious reasons, the fact that he was a out gay man in wrestling mm. in the 70s and 80s. And came out on top, so to speak, and kept his reputation, was respected by so many people despite that. Is uh, something I want to say. Well done, Ford. Serves a lot of the praise he gets. There's also some other stuff that happened in his life that uh, we'll not talk about. Yeah, it's uh, not really the time, I suppose. But Not really necessarily know, the time. Yeah. And also, for legal reasons, we'll keep out of it. <laughs> but we'll just move on from there because, you know, it's probably not the right time or place to do this. But just as the wrestling fan and all of us, we can appreciate the fact that the things that he did uh, for wrestling over the years. Ross, is any particular memory or happy thing you have about Pat Patterson that's the Cash 22 is us sat here, uh, sat here speaking on the podcast in the wrestling media if you want having to separate the, the professional life from the personal life but let's celebrate the professional life um, obviously you've gone through all the highlights there first at the Continental Champion the Royal Rumble and all that but uh, the thing that sticks out to me is that the big names of the 90s and the 80s late 80s especially all saying he was like the go-to guy for the best creative finish for a big match and all the big finishes we know and love and admire and live through there would have been thanks to Pat Patterson so the last and legacy is obviously the maybe the most influential man in sort of western wrestling whose last name is a McMahon I guess would be the last and legacy yeah it's crazy um yeah. I don't know if I've got too much more to add really because you've kind of both said it all there um I think Matthew was saying off camera earlier on that you can tell the difference between a, a Pat Patterson booked rumble and a non-Pat Patterson booked rumble. And you said, because I think you were implying basically that the Patterson ones are better. <laughs> Is that, yes, that was the implication. Right, yes. okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I think you have said it all really. Um, obviously, thoughts go out to all of his friends and fam. Yeah, sad times. Did you have any interaction with them at the uh, Wrestling Media Con when he was over? Oh, God, yeah. Um <laughs> It was bad on my part. It was me embarrassing myself in front of a wrestler. Who would have who would have known? Um I went to sit down and I it was a dark room. You know that Star Wars room in, in the bowlers in Manchester? And I tried to like sit on this seat and he was on it asleep, but I couldn't see that he was there. And I nearly nearly sat on him. Nearly sat on an old man, but I didn't. I managed not to. Because he, he must have sensed somebody approaching. And he, he was like having a little lie down on it and he moved. And to me, I just saw the shape move and I was like, oh, and then like, he like got up and like, just looked at me just like, oh, you're all right. And I was like, oh, oh my God. And then, Matthew, Matthew, this is before we got drunk as well, by the way, I was stone cold sober. I think this was after the night out he had with Kenny where he was singing in the bar, wasn't he? Yeah, he may have been hanging. He may have been hung over. I was, I was sober as a nun and, uh, and I nearly sat on him. Awesome. Yeah. Did you no, pretend I, to be drunk? Oh, sorry, Pat. I've had a few whiskeys yeah. or whatever. I thought um, I didn't. I didn't like have any like interaction. Did you speak to him, Ross? Uh, no, I just heard him fart. 
okay. That's it. I was just yeah. across the room, and that's all. That's my only interaction with Pat Patterson. It's just sort of sat there and him being over there, and he let one rip, and it was fantastic because he didn't okay. care. He didn't care one jolt, and he just let one rip in public. When you reach that age, I suppose, just do what you want. <laughs> he, he looked over the room and said, I'm sorry, I went banana. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't see it, but I, I'm a, I regret not seeing it now after I heard the report. They had this big thing like, Dave Meltzer will interview Pat Patterson about WrestleMania 1 and blah, 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 and all this. And apparently Dave Meltzer, in his uh, special occasions, tie-dye hoodie, which is like you go from Camden Market to for a tenner. And was interviewing Pat Patterson about WrestleMania 1 and Pat Patterson in his lovely way was going, oh, it was so important, the WrestleMania. Uh, we, we had to sell out 93,000 were there. And Meltzer's like, no, no, that was a, that was WrestleMania 3. Oh. <laughs> WrestleMania 1, that's right, at the Garden. That's right, Bret Hart defeated Yoko. So he's like, no, no, WrestleMania 1, 85, <laughs> and all this. But um, yeah, that's it. Uh, I think that's all we have to say about Pat Patterson, unless someone wants to tell the story about when Rev Pro started their show and Pat Patterson was there. Oh and he was my really God. into it. <laughs> no, look, right. So it was the Super J Cup, wasn't it? It was the New Japan, but not but the outside of New Japan. The non-Japanese version of the best of the Super Juniors. And uh, it was a one-night tournament and lots of great wrestlers in it. El Fantasmo, Mad Kurt, before he was Mad Kurt, but then I think he got injured or something, was it? Yes, God bless him. He's supposed to be in it and he got injured and then he did a panel with me and wrestling memes and he's only been wrestling four years and we put his career back six. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't care. Um, but yeah, Pat Patterson didn't care. I mean, he's seen enough wrestling in his lifetime, I assume. So he just turned his turned his seat around and had a bit of a sleep. <laughs> Looking at the wall. Melter, on, by contrast, Melter, totally focused on the action and the stars. Star ratings. Of course. And this was the uh, British J Cup. No, I wouldn't have known that unless I Googled it just then. So, Oh, the British J Cup. Okay. That makes sense, really, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Was it Liger British. there? Yep, yeah. Liger. Show and Yo. And, uh, Rocky Romero was there, wasn't he? I remember yeah. that one. The theme tune was kicking off. It's fantastic. Oh, the room was bouncing. <laughs> and Dean Allmark. Yeah. <laughs> Dino, looking amazing. Anyway, this was all stuff that happened years ago. R.I.P. Pat Patterson, thanks to the Rumble. Mm-hmm. And in the news uh, today, WWE, in partnership with Americares, are you ready for this? Won Best COVID-19 Awareness Campaign at this year's, Syn- I can't pronounce it, Synopsis, Synopsis, Media Model D Awards. Together, right. WWE and Americares helped to educate and provide resources for COVID-19 response and relief efforts. And Pinfall. I feel we may Pinfall. as well just Pinfall. leave a gap there so people can insert their own jokes. <laughs> Who? What? They didn't. They pretended it didn't exist for the first few months. They still haven't acknowledged what it is on commentary. Yeah, <laughs> they've not. They've never said the words lockdown or COVID. Well, sorry, the Usos have, but everything else in pretend hasn't existed. And it was only two, three months ago they had NXT, and they had the stand-in for the commentators rather than the pretend that they weren't there in real life. Oh, that was class. That was so good. Um. I, I have a theory that the woman who was standing in for Beth Phoenix, I reckon we've seen that woman before. Uh, me and Ross, in person. Susie Ross, Kennedy? No, it wasn't Susie. <laughs> do you remember Do you remember uh, State of Emergency, WCPW State of Emergency in Orlando? I, I try to forget, but yeah, I do remember. You yeah. were commentating with Jim Cornette, right? I and Jim Cornette apparently labelled me a mute afterwards. So that oh. was nice. 
<laughs> I was speaking about hanging out your ass. That day was terrible. The, <laughs> the night the night before was the Hall of Fame and everything kicked off in our little flat there. Phil lost his glasses down the toilet. It was all kicking off. <laughs> <laughs> Phil lost his glasses. The toilet wouldn't flush. We just put two into we just were like <laughs> All right. Um but there was a woman at the show who was part of like the ring crew and I remember she had very Sasha Banks-esque hair, like colourful, long, flowing hair. And I reckon that was the same woman as, what, as the standing What makes for, you say that? I just think she looked a bit like her, but I can't really remember what the woman looked like. I've got no idea who you're talking about, so I'll take your word for it. Fair enough. It was like... <laughs> it was like... it's in, And also it was in Florida. I think that's the only... <laughs> The only other thing. I mean, there is only one woman in Florida, <laughs> so the chances are pretty <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And she hand on business cards that says, I do wrestling, I do presenting, I do stand-ins. So yeah, <laughs> right there, Jack. And completely unrelated news, according to Fightful Select, according to Colaholic News, a top WWE superstar on NXT recently tested positive for COVID-19. Oh, really? It doesn't let's throw, say let's who. Let's throw a few names out there. Let's have a game. Come on, let's put some <laughs> names out there. Come on, who do you think it is? Uh, the fake... Beth Phoenix. Fell <laughs> <laughs> there. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's a top NXT name, did you say? Are there any top NXT superstars now? Well, who wasn't on NXT this week? Bala? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, Maybe let's just say it was Bala. Cultaholic yeah. can't confirm no. it was, it was <laughs> Well, might as well guess, because the time this comes out, it'll have been said... Yeah, so we have to guess. By then, the podcast will be announced. After, oh, sorry, we can we can confirm that it was Finn Balor. There we go. No. <laughs> it's a fun game for all the family. Um, yeah, it's it's not a surprise, though, is it? Because they have no. been quite at the NXT side of things. They have been especially sort of slack on the whole COVID thing, haven't they? Yeah, there's been at least two other outbreaks this year. Yes, mm. I well mean, that award. Yeah. I, I feel like are any of us three are more deserving of that award, just ourselves, just for staying in. So, mm. I mean, then WWE. <laughs> it, it, yeah, we've just come out of lockdown, uh, people in Newcastle upon time in the UK, and uh, we're in tier three. So it's um, business as usual, I guess. It's, so it's to see same. NWE get an award for having people go out and doing stuff, it's like, all right. Mm. Cool. With the, the highlight of my day is a walk to little. Vaccines come in. Good. I'd like to see the the... Coca-Cola wagon Santa advert, but with vaccine is a coming, vaccine is a coming. I think that'd be class. Yeah. And all these people about to take it and they have to remember that. Oh, I mean, seeing the family at Christmas. Oh, I'll take it next week. Oh, I'll take it next week. Santa's just dishing out syringes. <laughs> just a Thursday in Benwell. <laughs> the uh, lambs to the slaughter, as it were, and the performance centre, or your masks on, Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz, the rascals of Impact Wrestling. Hmm, not all of them. Uh, oh, just two? Alex not Zane. Trey Miguel? No mm. Trey Miguel, no. Oh, really? Wow. Nothing's been said why that is. We'll comment remain to see why that is. Russ Taylor, the Rusty Taylor of PWG and Dub X Dub fame, showing up and everyone going, it's that guy from PWG from 10 years ago. And he's been going, I've been wrestling lots of other places since then, thanks, <laughs> you know. Uh, and also uh, Eichmann. Eichmann, am I getting that right? I don't know. Looking at Jack. No oh, mind. And uh, former women's basketball player, An- Anriel Howard. Okay. Five yeah. foot 11. Oh, I'm disappointed to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> She's a giant. Wow. I'm so impressed, <laughs> Mr. Five foot six here. <laughs> until I was like an embarrassingly old age, until I was like about 13, 14, I thought 
that women couldn't be taller than like six three. I just thought this, <laughs> and then, oh. and then I remember it was like the Olympics or something. Women's basketball was on. They're like, "Here's the center for Australia. She's six foot eight. And I was like, "Oh my word! What? That's like maybe the stupidest like I thought I've ever had. I just thought women couldn't couldn't grow taller than six three. Except because you read Little Women at school. <laughs> Matthew, you need to tell your story that you told me before the podcast came on the air. About your hoodie. Come on, oh, share it with the group. Come on. No, we're talking about little women, not little men. Um, <laughs> oh, I wasn't planning on doing it, but all right. Um, in breaking news this week, I guess, in the news section, um, my mum sent us a photo of, uh, oh, I forget what the, the theme park was, but we're going down a, a, one of those log water log things. Was, was it like Water Valley? Thing. Yeah, let's say yes. And it's me, me, mum, and brother, and we're all like, like that. And I'm like, ha, ah, what a great photo. That's so awesome. And then I look and I go, Wait, wait, I'm like maybe 10, 11 in that photo. And I look and go, I've still got that hoodie oh. that I'm wearing. <laughs> we were it, it at the time. And it still fits. We were it at the time as you received the photo. No, no, I went and oh. found it and sent a photo back. My mom recreating it. But I was like, I, I go, I think I've said a few times on this, we'll talk about the issues of height and bigness. And it's because there's other people I know who are roughly the same height as me. And they go, well, no, I'm, I'm, there they go, I'm 5'8. I go, mate. No, you're not. I'm like six. I'm like, shut up, shut up. Just ruining, just ruining their day. You're just yeah, ruining no, everything. Look, there's, there's people around Matthew. Don't say that. I'm like, all right. But I never thought of it as, I said again, I never thought of myself as a small person until, you know, met other people. And they go, why do you not think you're small? And he goes, because I met Hornswoggle, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's and small. Bryce. And Bryce, yes. That that was a great day in Vegas. You yeah, but Bry- Bryce is Bryce is wide. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, he's hench. Yeah, if he lies down, he's the same height as me. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on from me. Turns out that Braun Strowman was injured at Survivor Series, which explains the weird booking of him suddenly losing half his brain and going Rrr, whenever people say stuff to him. Uh, and the big news, the most important news to end on: Triple A announces that Triple Mania is happening. Oh. Yes, there'll be no English commentary. Boom. Oh, 2020 no. can't end. What's Vampiro going to do then? Probably pull up Pat Patterson and fart in the room next to him. <laughs> is, he rest- is he wrestling? Please book him. Um, I saw an interview with Chris Van Fleet. I don't think he will be. <laughs> he oh. seems to be a bit knackered. Okay, well, fair enough. I mean, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, I thought I'd end on a high note. Uh, yeah, it's Romania's back. And that was the end of the news. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Ah, time for everyone's favourite segment, the Hall of Fame. And we've got a little letter here to start off. Let's have a look. Uh, Hall of Fame stats from IC Yaddick. How do troops? Having been a rabid fan of the podcast, I decided to look back at the Hall of Fame segments and produce some stats for your amusement. All of these are correct as to episode 150, and I noticed some alarming trends. Ooh. Mafu has the lowest percentage of nominees being inducted successfully, with just 22.9%, fractionally above Sam, with 25%, although Mafu has had the highest number of nominations with 144, while Sam has had just 8. Having said that, Jack isn't much better, with a success rate of 28.5%, 39 wins from 137 nominations. Oh. This is like the little things up here in the stats on AW Dynamite. <laughs> Naturally, the king of our hearts, Ross, has a much higher success rate of 45.3%, and he also has the highest number of total wins with 58. 
However, he is not the cultaholic personality with the highest success rate. Adam pips him with a uh, success rate of 46.4%, and even he is beaten by relative newbie Tom, who has a success rate of 50%, despite only two nominations, and a voice turned to 11. Can't argue with that. As for Puppet Jack... He puts all of you to shame with a 100% success rate from his sole nomination, which is Ross and Sam's wedding in Vegas. Remember when we had Puppet Jack doing that? Oh, God. Uh, Cultaholic personalities inducted in the Hall of Fame include Ross, who nominated himself. (laughs) It was my birthday. (laughs) Both Puppet Jack and actual Jack. Tom, Mafu, in brackets, for falling off his chair. Yes. Sam, Todd the Rabbit, at the Z count. Uh, Owen. of course he does. <laughs> and, he, and he swore that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Owen, Cultaholic's 500,000th subscriber, El... Oh, no. El Horny. El Horny yes. 26. I forgot about that. Oh, boy. And Sam's mate, Gilly. Oh, despite, yeah, Gilly's in. How despite did Gilly being the tallest staff member, enduring three hell and smells, and jumping out of a plane, Adam has yet to be nominated, let alone inducted. Mm-hmm. Food Despite is a, being the tallest. <laughs> I don't, he gets enough credit as it is. <laughs> uh, food is a constant theme of unsuccessful nominations, including pina coladas, footlong pigs in blankets, brown sauce, BLTs, Toby Carvery's full English breakfast, and meat pies. There are three items of clothing that have been inducted, all belonging to Ross, and honorary <laughs> inductees into this prestigious wrestling hall of fame include Titus Worldwide, Gail Platt from Coronation Street, and footballer Marcus Rashford. Wait, what are Ross's three? Cl- what the two jeans? The two pairs of jeans? Yeah. I only thought they got in once by jeans. Oh, I thought, I thought you were, put them in twice. Yeah, they, they got nominated twice, but I think they only got in once. Oh. And then I can't remember what the other item of clothing might have been. Someone else let us know down below. So prestigious, it, we can't remember. Was it a <laughs> Vince McMahon shirt with the mugshot, or was it the Rusev tweet? Maybe it was the Rusev tweet. I've got no idea, to be honest mm. with you, though. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for putting more attention to this than we have. Appreciate it, Icy Yaddy. What's happening this week? Well, let's have a look at the stats in condescending order. Cobra Kai, 10%. Robbery. Awful. Sorry about that. Uh, also, fun when everyone's like, oh, is that the one with this song? And you were like, no, that's from part two. No, that's <laughs> yeah. from the original. No. Oh, good. It. Kevin Nash's Mukbang. Now, I need 20%. to apologise here. I was going to say, go on. Because <laughs> I, I wasn't sure how to spell mukbang. I've so corrected I, it for the notes. So I googled it, and I got results that looked like fellas do well, the way they were doing I, I shared one with Matthew and Richard this morning of um, a guy making love to burgers. It was very graphic, horrible. Um, so I put that in there, and obviously there was comments on the Patreon saying this is wrong, and I was just like to apologise for potentially sabotaging this week's Hall of Fame. Although, going off the result, I don't know how much of a difference it would have made because it was a landslide this week. A landslide. Yeah. Uh, I was a lot happier before I knew what a mukbang was. And I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> are as well. But who cares about all that? With 70%, the clear winner is William Regal's, now quote here, sassy Teddy Long impression from this week's NXT. Player. Mm. So, wow, can you believe it? The king of our hearts, Ross himself, wins again. But update the stats for next time, I see. So, Ross, what have you got for us this week? Sting, innit? Oh. Well, uh, yeah. Major reason I'm sat here today. Rocked up on last night's Dynamite. Loved the snow in his entrance. We'll speak about it more later on. But I love Sting. 
one of one of the two main reasons I fell in love with the wrestling back in the day, him and Goldberg, and that superstars of superstar series volume one, I think it was called the WCW um, mockumentary kind of thing, looking at their kayfabe careers and that. And uh, yeah, so Sting just seems fitting. I don't think I've nominated him before. Should have done it by now. So today's the day. Good times came out of nowhere. Didn't see any build for this. Didn't see any anticipation. There wasn't any like soon tweets from you know Steve Borden three sixteen or whatever his Twitter account is. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the uh, the the news this morning, just the wrestling news, and apparently nobody no backstage knew until he was like making his entrance, which is quite nice. I like to think Tony Schiavone didn't know as well because mm. he was. Oh, that's, he started- what, that's what made it. He sounded emotional, didn't he? He was flubbing his lines as if he was genuinely shocked. I, I yeah. hope he didn't know. Yeah. And he gave it the good old 97. It's Sting! <laughs> good old Tony. Yeah. Good old Tony. And it's Jack's most underrated wrestler of all time, so I'm sure he'll be going to patreon.com. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like to, I, said, I, said, I said overrated, which is worse. I, I, I know you did. Thanks, Jack. No, you said underrated. I was just... And that was a joke. That was a joke, yeah. They're on oh, the same oh, wavelength. Oh, 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 He's on the oh, wind-up. What's hey, he like? Yeah? I, I've been getting abuse on Twitter for it. Like It was bad timing. <laughs> um, in fairness, I explained on Graded, which will have gone out yesterday, even though I'm not a big Sting fan, I've explained why I liked it and why it was cool. Because I'm not ignorant. I'm not going to say I'm not a Sting fan, therefore it was crap. It was bloody good. We'll talk We'll talk about it later. But it was a really good moment. We but will. Yeah. You know, this was a good moment. My Hall of Fame pick can be only one thing the only thing I've enjoyed this week other than paracetamol Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr <laughs> battle of the age <laughs> but Matthew why was this so good I mean it was just two old people punching each other in a, in a match where they had such big fat gloves on that it wasn't the fact that they couldn't do knockouts is that they were physically incapable of doing knockouts with those bloody things on it was like it's a knockout ironically exactly um <laughs> Why was it so good? The award-winning commentary of Snoop Doggy Dog. Fantastic. And two seconds. Is this... What is that whistling? Can you hear that? It's a, yeah, it sounds, yeah, like, a t- sounds like a teapot boiling it's, the car. It's the alarm saying the, the postman's coming, but there's just been a postman, so I'm like, are we all right? Oh. Everything all right, Paul? 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 <laughs> Sorry. Is Paul all right? I hear the door slamming. Uh, I'll pretend everything's all right. Um, <laughs> Do you want to go and check? And Jack can nominate his if you want. I've started to finish. Go and see if Paul's all right, man, you heartless man. He's, he's, no, he's already... I'm, I'm, <laughs> is he all right? He's opening the door. Um, what's talking about? Snoop Dogg uh, doing commentary for the... My host makes just being murdered, I'm talking about. <laughs> the professionalism. Um... Yeah, it was just, it was, first of all, the fight was way better than it should have been, considering, like, you go, oh, this could be rough, this, but they did what they could with the small time, they got the shine. It was as if Undertaker versus Goldberg, if that had been five minutes, as opposed to the ten, you know. Um, so a good sprint, but Snoop Dogg commentary, just having the time of his life, saying things like, this is like being at the barbecue, and two, two uncles have to go in the alley to sort themselves <laughs> out. I mean, yeah, just it, such a way with words. And of course, one of the pre-match, pre-match, pre-show, fight, whatever, the undercard, I should say, fights. It's Jake Paul, who I nearly bet on, God help us, and uh, Nate Robinson. You nearly bet on Jake Paul? No, 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 no. I thought I only bet on Nate Robinson to win. 
Because all my timeline on Twitter was going, Nate Robinson's a basketball player, he's a proper athlete, he's not a YouTuber, he's not this, this, and this. And I went, yeah, Nate Robinson, he's a basketball player. You know, they, they can fight. I've seen the malice at the palace. And, uh, you know, run our test and all that. Uh, and we've got a shock in my life. No, I didn't bet on it. Betting's bad. <laughs> Jake Paul sparked him out. And Snoop Dogg's just singing gospel as they're scraping Nate Robinson <laughs> off the corners. Oh, oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> Morinello's no. trying to get his pop culture reference in from like, oh, he cyberpunked him in 2077. <laughs> and I can hear Snoop Dogg singing. Oh, it was awesome. What, now, a, what an event. Not your entire timeline said you should have bet on Nate Robinson. And there was one key friend of yours, Matthew, who dissuaded you from doing so. It was me. I did. I did that. Oh, what did you say? You're not going to give me any credit for that. Yeah, arrogance on show again. Oh my word! Oh, no, <laughs> I just well, you said, can tell Matthew and Jack hate each other. No, I, no, just, I forget. <laughs> what did you What did you say, Jack? I, I think I just said like, along the lines of like, even though he's a basketballer, he is five nine. I think you were expecting like a giant man, and he got clean. Oh, did you know that he was quite short for well, very short for a basketballer? I mean, would have been would be funny if that like a, a proper tall basketball player having to you know bend down and that. swing at him. Did you see like the Bruce Lee Paul? in Game of Death? But uh, no, I just I didn't know anything about anything about him. Never heard of him before. But it was just like he was presented to be like proper athlete versus YouTuber. I'm like, yay, athlete. Uh, and that's not what happened at all. No. And I'm glad I didn't bet. Betting is bad. Don't don't trust trust virtual heads in between football shows. No. Um, <laughs> now so, also, did you see that Jay Paul came out to his entrance music was Lil Bow Wow's "We Play in Basketball." It was quite a funny little. Quite, I know he's an arsehole, but it was quite a funny little I'm not taunt. giving him any credit whatsoever. Right, the okay, fair, yeah, fair. Fair enough, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, oh, that was it. Mike Tyson came out to EDM and, like, quotes, I'm Mike Tyson. Uh, <laughs> and they, uh, uh, Snoop Dogg just going, what? <laughs> <laughs> what a Roy, show. Roy Jones Jr. didn't come out to his own You Must Have oh. Forgot. I was like, oh, what? Can't be shook. Can't yeah. Be. Oh, I, was, I was waiting for that, but he's like, no, I've recorded many other songs I'm like no way if Europe show up you want to hear Final Countdown you want to hear yeah. B-side uh, anyway I've talked enough about that so I hope you all enjoyed it and if not don't take my word for it uh, Jack what have you got for us Toblerones it's really like Ooh. Toblerones often consumed at Christmas or when you've just got back from holiday and you've gone through duty free uh, I've I wasn't going to nominate them because I thought it was just a given that everyone liked Toblerones but turns out not everyone does, and they're quite divisive. I love a Toblerone. I think they're challenging but rewarding, like a technical wrestling masterpiece. Hard to get into, but once you're involved, you think there was nothing better than this. So mine's Toblerones. But Owen was saying he doesn't like them. Do he disagree? I just thought everyone did. Do you guys like Toblerones? They're low down on my totem pole. Ooh. I don't like the logistics of a Toblerone. I just like to pick up my chocolate bar and put it all in my mouth at once. But with a Toblerone, you need to set it down on the table. You need to chop it off, don't you? You can't just pick it up and bite into it. There's too much logistics involved in a Toblerone eating, in my opinion. Matthew? Well, absolutely you can. You know, It feels like you're taking half your mouth off when you're doing it, but it's half the fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, back into the left. No, I'm, I'm with you, Jack. I'm all, all about the Toblerone. I mean, I haven't had one in, it, uh, in some time. But that's because I'm trying to be a good boy and eating all the other sweets in the world. But yeah, you're right. If I get one of them at Christmas or birthday, oh, good times. They're really good. I've got no, I've got nothing else to add. Toblerones. Quick and to the point. That's what we like about you, Jack. And that means that's the three. 
Fantastic! Wow, it's a huge week on the on the Hall of Fame. Wow, I can't possibly call this one. I know, God, that's. that's I'm being serious threat. as well. <laughs> Brother Dan Matthew, we'll was... see. We'll see if they're close. I know that's. Oh, I can't It's too close to call already, Ross. So the two. I was being serious. The three big. I, know, I am as well. I'm just. I'm just trying to go in my head. Like it just shows, encapsulates everything about the Color Hall of Fame. Sting, I, legendary wrestler. Silly moment with Snoop Dogg and some terrible boxer, Toblerone, and all three have an equal chance of winning. Uh, <laughs> okay. And hey, if you date, don't take my word for it. Go to patreon.com forward slash callaholic and place your bets now. That says, this week in the wrestling, it's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ah. <sighs> this week in wrestling. Smackdown. Jey Uso introduces Roman to open the show, but Roman berates him for losing at Survivor Series. He says nobody fears or respects him enough, and then leaves. So then Otis comes out for a match, but Jey batters him like a sausage in Glasgow with a steel chair. Poor Otis. Uh, Rude and Ziggler beat the Street Profits in a non-title match of a handful of tights. It's probably lead to a title match at TLC, because what else is SmackDown doing? And then Sami Zayn beats Daniel Bryan via countout after running backstage and then returning to the ring. That's because Bryan is jumped in the back by Jay Uso. Kevin Owens saves the day, so the main event match between Uso and Kev. This match also features a terrifying apron brainbuster. Oh god. Be careful, Daniel. Did you see a Twitter account dissect that brainbuster and the brainbuster is a wrestling move? It's fascinating. Was no. it myth gifts or whatever? With the I purple think so. Profile? Yeah, the purple. Yeah, just how uh, whoever's doing the brain buster actually takes all the impact of the they took the head themselves and take all the impact on their arm. I'd never picked up on that just watching wrestling, not knowing how it works mechanically, and I thought that was fascinating. Mm. I like myth gifts as an account. Uh, they're a big fan of Owens and Zayn, and they often do gif threads and breakdowns of little things that Owens and Zayn do because Owens and Zayn are both very good at the little things, as AJ Styles would say. But sometimes I feel like they overanalyze. So like Owens will like look over and I'll be like, look at the fury in Owens' eyes as he realizes that. And it's like, well, it wasn't that deep. But uh, generally they, uh, they write very interesting stuff. I'm a big fan of that account. Good times. Bailey's on guest commentary for Bianca Belair versus Natalia, which Bianca wins despite Bailey trying to ruin the match. Shortly afterwards, Sasha Banks jumps Carmella backstage. Ooh. It was like a, a drink was passed and it, Sasha's ring was on it. It was the, you could tell it was Sasha's hand. It was a little reveal from off camera. Mm. Do you see Sasha Banks wrestling her dog this week? That was that yeah. was nice. That was wholesome. Did she try and lift it and sellotape it to a lamppost? Or, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, she didn't. Surprisingly, Matthew. Um, although I reckon Pachini could do that to a corgi if he really wanted to. I reckon he, that's probably one of the breeds he could do it to. Do you reckon he could? Yeah, yeah, he could. I reckon he's got some sort of thing going on where they teach him how to eat dog food on stream without puking and then he lifts them. <laughs> he shows them what it's like to be his height. <laughs> yeah. When I was like, how do I do this? And the dog goes, wax on, wax off. <laughs> Brave baby face Baron Corbin loses to Murphy after oh several appearances from the silly. heel Mysterio family. Read it again, Matthew, with conviction. I put all my soul into that sarcasm, <laughs> into that line. And I can tell it's beautifully typed. Brave babyface Baron Corbin loses to Murphy after several interferences from the heel Mysterio family. I love how you're putting interferences like that. Yeah, I nearly put clan, but I thought family, I thought that would be a bit too too wanky. A plethora of interferences from the Diddler family. I mean, what was going on here then? 
Baron Corbin was the babyface, and oh. I, I compared it to like you know when all, all the toys gang up on Sid in the back garden. <laughs> it reminded me of that, especially with the Leah just sort of standing there looking creepy. I just it, it, arse backwards booking. The Mysterios are arseholes. Baron Corbin, I think they had a random match in early 2018 where he, on SmackDown where he wrestled babyface. Does anyone remember this? No, I remember it. Yeah, he wrestled babyface. I can't remember who it was against, but they were having Baron Corbin sort of chance going on in the crowd. One match, that was it, and this was sort of reminiscent of that. Very strange. Was it when he was wow. Money in the Bank? Was it against Jinder? Around about that sort of time. I think it was very early 2018. Right. Someone, someone down below will know exactly when it was and how long the match Hello, was. Comments. <laughs> and uh, Owen, sorry, go on. Oh, what were you going to say? Can Owen what? Owen's Beach J for your DQ in the main event. Oh, Owen, sorry. Not oh, Owen I thought you meant Owen is in. I thought you meant Owen is oh, in. Oh, Owen. He's living rent free inside Jack's head. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Owens. Jack was where? No. Anyway, I thought it reminded me of the Lucha House Party Lucha Rules when they just. Do you remember when they just had three on two handicap matches because it's fun and mm. they used to beat the Revival? What was that about? Ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of house parties, how's it been between you and Owen then? Oh, absolutely fine. Oh. Twitch stream's still going on. Oh. I'll be honest, he's he's piped down a lot since he lost the power. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I I was about to say that with a straight face and I couldn't bring myself to. I'll make you feel a bit better because somebody, Adam was telling me the other day, someone's uh, tallied up how long the rumbles actually are. Like all the rumbles back to back and it's 36 hours. People can root. I'm assuming the three... I mean, in, we, we were planning you, to... Ross and Adam, you, you Owen and Adam, sorry, mm-hmm. is the team. Right, okay. But we're going to have two men on the stream at all times. Oh, piss. So it's, it's going to be like 24 hours for everybody involved. God. But if it'll be fun. If you can't do, the, can't do the time, you don't do the crime. Or whatever so, the old saying is. <laughs> so Matthew, the loser had to... The loser's oh, no, I'm saying what oh. in disbelief, sorry. Oh, sorry. What? You know. As, as I Tom wish Cameron's you enjoyed what saying, we did, Matthew, as a whole, instead of crapping on it all the time. I'd love to. I remember saying, but he's like, no, it's for headliners only. Like, oh, fair enough, me. Um, Owens beats Jay via DQ after Jay uses a steel chair. Owens turns the tables after the match <laughs> and destroys Jay with the chair. Ooh. Mm. Before calling out Roman to end the show, ladder. Ah. So, don't know what they're setting up there. Well, wait, Ladder? I just said that because chair and tables mentioned. I think this is setting up to a, a chairs match, not a TLC match. I could be wrong, but chairs at the head of the oh no, head of the table, of course, of but course. Lana, Lana and Nia is involved, aren't they? So I reckon they're going to have more than one table match in in one night. Can they do that? Is that allowed? Maybe this one will be. T- I think Matthew's got it. I think this is TLC. Lana Nia's chair at tables, and then a chairs one. I can't think who. There'll be now, some. Regardless of uh, what the stipulation is with. Involving Nia Jax, there'll be a stretcher involved. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> I just thought of that in my head. Oh, uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, Alexa opens the show with a moment of bliss. Her guest is Orton, who talks about The Fiend and how he already knows he can manipulate him. Or oh, something I'd sound out after a few minutes of this. Uh, the lights go down, and when they come back up, Randy is holding Bliss in his arms. The Fiend arrives, and Orton passes her over before bailing. Orton seems to think he now has the upper hand. Uh, the line here it says this was odd. Well, that's why that's one thing I'm calling it. Who's Weird. laughing now? He kept shouting. Who's how laughing it, now, Bray? How did he win? What's happened? Well, yeah, the, the thing I took from it, looking at it really and, and reaching for all kinds of straws that probably weren't there. Go on, um, 
Alexa was in Randy's arms and she wasn't resisting. Therefore, <gasps> I think that was supposed to show that Alexa can be manipulated by Randall Keith. But then when The Fiend was like, how, give us me, me lady possession thing back, will you? <laughs> Randy was like, there you go, pal. You can have her back. I'm not entirely sure what this was trying to achieve, but that's what I took. Like, Randy can manipulate Alexa potentially against The Fiend. That's what I think they were trying to do there. That's like my, my GCSE and media studies yeah. being put to, to real hard work there. <laughs> I think the red lighting symbolised the internal anger of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they got this they said, uh, inspired by Fritz Lang at the end of the episode. Um, yeah, what you said, Ross, is odd, but if it means that we get Alexa showing up to this TLC match, I guess, between the two of these dudes, and she's dressed up as Randy Orton, with a shaved head, and she's going, hey, nothing you can say. And Fiend's going, no! Whatever. <laughs> Nicking that one for the pictures. <laughs> uh, I'm just imagine her walking out so slowly as just giving it the big pose. I'm all yeah. for it, Matthew. That's fantastic. Yeah. It was feeding. What? Hey! <laughs> Jeff Hardy oh. beats... Sorry. Jeff Hardy beats Elias in a Symphony of Destruction match. I think the third one that we've put on. No, it's yeah. unlike anything you've ever seen before, they kept saying. <laughs> ever! <laughs> Uh, yeah, he, they finally wrap up this little feud that I don't think was doing much for any, either of them, to be honest with you. Just get Elias out there to plug his album. That's done and dusted, so let's end it. I thought this was a big, silly, stupid match. And then Jeff Hardy wins by hitting the back of his head on the ring steps of the ring of Swanton Bomb. Oh, my God. And the reports online are the most, like, lackluster, half-hearted. Uh, Jeff Hardy is probably okay statements <laughs> yeah. you've ever seen in your life. So, I mean... Yeah, maybe... Yeah. He jumped from the ring post <laughs> down straight down onto the table and the back of his head definitely smacked the bottom ring step. But because he's Jeff Hardy and he's made a made a flubber, <laughs> I don't know how he does it. It's crazy. I was yeah. terrified watching that. Yeah. I was also glad that Elias was okay after electrocuting himself with guitar <laughs> handle. And that was that was funny. I like that bit. <laughs> <laughs> turned around and some paint cans on string hit him in the head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ricochet takes on Slapjack, but several other Retribution members keep interfering. Dana Brooke runs out and slaps Ali because she wants revenge on Reckoning. Meanwhile, Ricochet takes out the other Retribution members, but Slapjack blindsides him. Slapjack wins! Slapjack wins! Yes! Go on! <laughs> I'm good about because I was convinced that they were just going to have uh, Mustafa Ali being the only person in Retribution who actually gets a victory and everyone else loses. Did but you don't worry. Did you Later on, Dana beats Reckoning after oh. her mask falls off within seconds, revealing that it was Maya Yim all along. No. Ali is angry with her after the match for losing. No one on commentary acknowledges it's Maya Yim. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing with Retribution because they still haven't pointed out are these supposed to be the people from other shows or brands and we're supposed to pretend they're different people everyone saw it was me and you everyone pretended it didn't happen we knew Love it was it. me and you anyway we, you could see her face before no it couldn't have been no it couldn't and also did you collect your winnings from Pachi? don't be daft okay fair enough <laughs> get them a bet's a bet I I have to wait until locked. oh lockdown's finished now I can go to his house are you allowed? Check with Boris if you're allowed to go and collect winnings. <laughs> that's allowed. Yeah. No, you're only allowed to go to his house if you're in his bubble, Matthew. I think that's the rule, isn't it? Are you in his bubble? If you've got a Scotch egg with you, I think you're allowed that's to right. go. 
Yeah. What? But I need the money to get the scotch. Oh no! It's for a those, GCSE for the, question. <laughs> for those I put, who put Pachiti on the raft with me and the fox. <laughs> scotch egg on its own. Scotch egg on its own. Just a brief one for non-UK listeners. The scotch egg debate has been tearing British politics apart because you're allowed to sit in the pub and have a drink if you're having a meal. And the debate has been whether a scotch egg constitutes a meal. This is what it's become. This is what the government's become in 2020. A giant scotch egg from Marks and Sparks, I think, is a meal. It's mm. substantial. Wouldn't you have to say? It would fill you. Yeah. Oh, sli- okay. I'd, I'd say slightly bigger than a tennis ball. Oof. No, that's a meal. It's a big meal, that. Huh? Yeah. All that meat. <laughs> it's just, I think to people who make scotch eggs, we've been bringing this up. Fine suppliers of scotch eggs are like, hey, I think we, we should get this asking on Twitter. This should be trending. <laughs> They're like, get in, everyone's ordering scotch eggs. Yeah. Is this our version of tapas? Scotch eggs. <laughs> Three scotch eggs. And a pork scratching. A packet of pork scratching. And some Nobby's nuts. Yeah. Anyway, Seamus is the guest on Ms. TV. Oh, good. Ms. Morrison mocked Seamus and questioned his friendship with Drew. Ms. pitches the idea of Seamus helping him cash in on Drew. But Seamus refuses and beats them up. Ms. comes out the briefcase and leaves Seamus on the canvas. Twit. I like Seamus's look now with the hat and the straps and everything, but he's a body guy. So it's weird. Is he doing this because he's you know can't be arsed right now? He's got some of the... No, that's his everyday... That's not his wrestling attire. That's just his everyday attire. Oh, sorry. Shit, no, it's, it's real. Seamus's everyday oh, really? attire in the, in, in, within the realms of the kayfabe and whatnot. He tapes his fist just to go to the shops. <laughs> he wrestles and he's got his old like his tights and whatever on, and he, he's just appearing in these segments. He's got his fist tape and everything. It's 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 amazing. It's 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 shades of that there film, that film with uh, Brad Brad Piddleton Piddleton Piddleton. <laughs> I lost the will to live halfway through saying that. <laughs> What's that film called? The Brad gets in, man. Snatch. <laughs> Brad Piddlington in uh, Snatch. Snatch. That's all you're going for. <laughs> Christ. Well, that's what he's doing, isn't it? Yeah, he's been an Irish Irish fighter, isn't he? He, he was, doing, fight. well, he was doing, those, doing those promos oh. on um, SmackDown a few months ago. He's like, he was speaking very fluently and very like, oh, do that with his hands and whatnot. Top of the morning. <laughs> oh, it's no. hard to explain without going there. I don't want to do uh, that. I, I'm a fan of the attire. I think, <laughs> so it makes me, I think it makes me different and cool. It's better than when he was like seen a light, when he was just a big cartoon character. I like him now as this gritty man. Aye. Yeah, I can't, I can't top that Billington, so I'll move on. Uh, <laughs> Lana and Asuka take on Nia and Shayna in a non-title match. Shayna has Lana in her clutch, but Asuka runs over and kicks Shayna. And then Lana pins her. After this has nearly a million views on YouTube. Oh God. I checked, it did. I couldn't believe it. Everyone loves Lana, I guess. But Shayna went from being like this indestructible NXT champion, killed everyone in the chamber, she's running wild, and now she's getting pinned after Asuka kicked her, not in the head either. I think she kicked her like in the ribs, and Shayna was like, oh, I'm done. I hated this finish. That's like a car crashing into you, that man. A, a, a flying knee from Asuka in the back would be like getting hit by a, a, a Robin Reliant. <laughs> from behind nice. driven by Brad Piddlington <laughs> your man's caravan with that, that film with John Piddlington um, yeah it's such a weird backhanded insult to the fans when WWE say well we want people to relate to Lana so we'll make her the biggest loser 
since Shorty G. Because that <laughs> way the fans can relate to this simpering, crying whim. It's like, okay, great. Wasn't there a, in that career mode, was it 2K20? Uh, where there's in the cantina, your school. character gets bullied yeah. for being a wrestling oh. fan. Oh. <laughs> I forgot about that. And this is WWE saying to us, "This is what we think. This is what you are. You're it's these like losers." Right, the rumble over again, isn't it? You don't, yeah. you don't, you don't realize when you're a kid watching it, but these two lads literally work in poo. <laughs> yeah. That's you, this, wrestling this is, fans. This is intended for wrestling fans. All right, the two inbred guys who work in the poo truck, <laughs> and they think wrestling's real. Awesome, cheers. Uh, Cedric Alexander beats Xavier Woods, but walks off celebrating on his own, leaving the rest of the Hurt business confused. Mm. Me too. Yeah. He needs he needs the Hurt business, Cedric Alexander. He needs them. He's he can't be fobbing them off the air. He can't be fobbing them off already. It, no, not a good move, Cedric. Not a good move. Listen <laughs> uh, to us. We, we watch yeah. us. You need them. Believe me, Cedric. You need them. That's right. You, you you need them like we know those we know those ah, we need those poo trucks after Colorado <laughs> goes out of business. Uh, AJ Styles becomes the number one contender, beating Riddle and Keith Lee in an entertaining match. And it, I love I'm pretty impressed by the ring work and roll the last few weeks, especially the bit where Keith Lee had Matt Riddle hanging off him and swatted <laughs> AJ Styles with him. Very impressive. Class. Keith Lee was great in that match. He certainly was. It's also worth noting that Riddle was all over this show in backstage segments. Generally being annoying. Uh, he's still a stoner, but weed isn't a thing in WWE. So he just walks around saying really awkward things to people. So he's either still a stoner, no one's saying anything, or he's like Mitch Hedberg, where he's just <laughs> awkwardly saying stuff like, hey, Skippy is my rabbit's name. Whoa, Seamus, I'll call you Firecrotch. And my lawyer is competent. This is I said that on Twitter. It was way better than what I did. Oh, yeah! <laughs> God, I see what you did. Hey, I saw what you did there. Um, I is care. this what happened to RVD, but more, more, but more overt? Because I remember RVD. Remember RVD's promo at One Night Stand where he was like, "The back in the days when RVD's vocabulary wasn't limited to dude and cool." Is that what they're kind of doing here? Is it a little bit like that? I think so. In the truck show Riddle is a good guy, and that is the kiss of death. On Raw, because <laughs> uh, don't believe me. <laughs> yeah, see those uh, Survivor Series build-up matches where it's like, "Hey guys, something, something wacky," and then all the other guys have to go, "Oh, oh, oh, oh man!" <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm supposed to like him, Mama." I agree. It's, it's weird. It's bad writing. Very bad. It is. Have you seen any of like '98 or '99 RVD promos in ECW? Oh, he's the best. He's the best. It's when he's got Sabu next to him and he's like, that's okay, Bill Alfonso. All the people came here to see Rob Van Dam. And maybe three people came to see Sabu. We don't know. And the Sabu's trying to batter him. He's like, that's okay, Sabu. I'll leave you some stuff at the end. Uh, no, I'll just do all the work and then you can wave the fans or something. It's cool. He's one of the best cocky, <laughs> cocky babyface tweenery types ever back then, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> and yeah, comes to WWE and he's like, dude. Mm. The main event is... True and Sheamus, there's two dudes, versus Miz and Morrison, but Styles interferes before the finish and takes out Drew. He convinces Miz to cash in on Drew, and Miz almost does, but Drew recovers just in time and takes him out. Almost comes to AJ's rescue and carries oh, is him it, away. Yeah, is it, sorry, is it, yeah, I yeah. don't know how to pronounce this. Is it almost or almost? I'm not sure. Matthew got it right there. Almost. Okay. Almost. Okay. Thank you. I got oh. a name right. 
Dolby Atmos. Can you tell it's Christmas? Uh, it carries him away while Stars is like, let me at him. That was funny, uh, that bit. When Stars like, he saved you. I would have killed you as he's being carried away. Yeah. That, was, that was good. Yeah, the, the main events now with Miz and Morrison is just filler, so I'd skip him. But backstage, it needs to be said that they gave him a pie. Oh, yeah. And because he's from Georgia, it was peach. The peach. That's right, yes. Got a big peach thing, haven't they? The pie peach, didn't end. Peach fetish, yeah. Yeah, it's a peach fetish. Yes, that's right. Thank you. What's you mean? You got a big peach thing? I don't know my Georgia very well. <laughs> the pie. And they got pie. a statue. A, a statue of a peach. Georgia <laughs> peach statue. Is that is where that, James is from? Yay. It's like the national, the state fruit or something. It's a thing. I'm right. Nice. It's called the peachoid. Oh. Okay. Um. In Atlanta, they have a giant peanut with a mouth on it. And I wish I hadn't seen that. Clock's terrifying. What were you saying, Jack? <laughs> I thought this was going to be like, I thought this was Chekhov's pie. I thought it was going to end up in someone's, well, it's got to, is it? It's the rule of theatre. If there's a yeah. gun, someone gets shot by it. But no, what? the pie didn't end up anywhere. Oh, we find out it was lace with laxatives or something like that. Like next week we see footage from inside. Wendy's just taken out the oven or something. The AJ Styles are all sat at their individual tables around the house, all just tucked into this pie. And then everyone just has to go at the boss because that's funny. Poo in that. Don't wish oh. for it too hard. Oh. Styles would be like, where's my pie? And then Riddle's like, whoa, dude, I was just so uncomfortably hungry for no explicit reason <laughs> that I had to eat all of your pie. <laughs> and then Keith Lee and Braun happen to walk in and go, <laughs> wait, Riddle is going to eat the pie, isn't he? That might actually happen. Would he keep the pie for a week? No. Okay. You just get the carbs in, man. No. Never mind all these. Do you, reckon he, do you reckon Riddle, you know, when he, he does get the munchies, what do you reckon he sits and eats? Because he can't eat what normal weed men eat. Weed men. <laughs> men who do the weed. <laughs> Probably, and, like, I imagine, like, lamb chops and wings and just meat, loads of meat. An entire cow. <laughs> <laughs> that he takes down himself, gotch style. <laughs> what do you think he eats, Ross? I've got no idea because it can't be carbs, can it? So what else do you have? Because when I don't know, I don't know. I'm going to stop speaking. Oh, these are things to think about. I think he gets himself down to the Central Florida Toby Carvery and just goes to town. Remember that? Have they got them over there? No, certainly, surely not. I was going to say they're missing out if they haven't. They got, got everything else. Aye, uh, I, I suppose. Yeah. We were. I remember whenever we went to a Denny's or whatever, and. I like to think of myself as quite a sociable person, but it's in America, it's a different level, man. Like, everyone talks, everyone talks to you all like the time. It. Yeah, I'm sure you're, you're perfect for you. It was just a little bit too much for me. And I think I think Ross is probably in hell. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I can't I, I'm, I can't do the social interactions, can I? Just leave me alone. Yeah. So like I've never, I was, what was I watching this week? The Grinch. I was watching the animated Grinch, and I've never related to The Grinch. Because when you, re- <laughs> you realise The Grinch... He doesn't hate Christmas. He just hates people. Right. Blew my mind that did this week. <laughs> and it's like, in the live action one with Jim Carrey, the people he's trying to avoid, they're not that nice. Nah. Yeah. You know, it was like to them. It was like Shrek. It's like Shrek, isn't it? Shrek just wants to be in his swamp. He doesn't want to do all the questing and stuff. And everyone, I sympathise with Shrek. Everyone does. So yeah, America, America is Lord Farquaad, right? 
and just let, let, let people let us sit in our booth okay, and just so, stuff uh, our faces. <laughs> yeah. OSW, um, <clears throat> some people on Twitter, and all of America this week on Jack Shooting Files. <laughs> that, that wasn't just me. That. that that wasn't just me. Uh, America have been on everyone's hit list for a long time now. It's 2020. Yeah. Imagine mm. if we caused a third world war just off this podcast. <laughs> Someone in America loves cult Harlot right and saw us doing that and then they just took things upstairs to the big man himself and that's what caused World War 3 how funny oh. would that be not funny oh, yeah, though, would funny. it be yeah you know, all, all I know is all the people who are going on Twitter now and saying oh my Spotify best of 2020 or stuff I've listened to the most has been you guys and now quickly deleting their tweet you know if there was a war right a, a world okay. war which which the UK were involved in you know how back in the day it was seen as a massive act of cowardice to like dodge the conscription and like not go to war and suffragettes would hand you or like the women in the street would hand you like a white feather or something because that was cowardice if you'd not gone to the war these days i reckon no one would be up for it all our generation would be like get sod that i'm not doing this i don't think there would be a big effort i don't know what do you would you would you run away from the war i probably would yeah i wouldn't want to get involved at all <clears throat> yeah bruise like a peach me i like england when from it's Georgia. the world cup <laughs> I like England when it's I like England when it's the World Cup, but I'm not gonna die for my country. You mad. Anyway. Did we I all look at my Spotify that. top list things? Yeah. Because my I was shocked and appalled at mine. My fifth R. Oh, oh show I'm gonna show it. I'm gonna get it up on the podcast. Go on. Oh. Here we go. So we've got WWE number one, Jim Johnston number two, AEW <laughs> number three, Foo Fighters number four, and number five. Enya. <laughs> I could not believe my eyes. Enya creeping into the top five. Sail away, sail away, sail away. What a window into your soul. <laughs> which Foo Fighters is it? I like all. I like all the. What do you mean? Which Foo Fighters? That was just uh, artists, Matthew. I know. I said that really badly. I apologise. Uh, which any particular Foo Fighters songs that you listen to? That, uh, probably because like. the new one. The old, um, uh, I've forgotten the name of it. I'm sat here right now. What the hell's the new one called? Da, da, Why is this thing? Shame. Oh. I've listened to that on repeat quite a few times. I like Foo, Foo Fighters. are probably my favourite band. Oh, really? I oh, never, I know that I've never known you. that about you. Yeah, yeah I, I go all the way back, me. Wow. Me and I've Dave. Even... <laughs> and Pat. <laughs> me and Pat go all the way back. Ah. <sighs> Fantastic. From Monday Night Raw, we went to uh, Georgia, Peaches, Foo Fighters, America, Socialness, the concept of World War, and if we could fight for <laughs> country, and shame. Uh, also, today's episode, AEW Dynamite, winter is coming. I want you to get your top fives out now. Oh, eh? share, the, share, share with the class. I've been using Spotify, mate. Or I'd, I'd oh, on, you mate. bastard. Sorry. If we're not all going to... I can leave it if we... We're not gonna... Just get it out, man. Oh, Come on. Get, get your Spotify out for the lads. You're going to need to fill a few seconds while I get it. That's right. Nothing happened on AEW Dynamite, so... Yeah, 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 let's, just skip that. let's just fill it. Was it the best episode ever, Matthew? The best episode of Dynamite? Because a lot of people are saying it. It's in the conversation for me, but I don't know if it actually is. In your uh, opinion, is it? The best one ever? No, there's been plenty of ones of it. Well, the pack wasn't on this one, so it can't be the best one ever. It's Where was he? Why? Why? I know. Obviously, I know why the, the tag oh, match is happening. No, it's playing music. Can't play it. It's going to play music. It'd be like yeah, you, you can don't turn want Spotify it off for that. You can turn it off at the top. There's a little volume. Can you? Thing. Um, okay. Yeah. What the the tag match next week? Why is he not involved at all? Oh, he's still going. I'm going to keep talking. I don't know. I've muted it. I've muted it. I've muted it. I've muted it. It's okay. 
Has he been locked doing again? War Geordie Pack. I, know, I like the thing. I like about AW Dynamite is the fact because it's two hours. They can't have everybody on every week. So, mm, fair enough. That's a good argument. A good point. Well made there, Matthew. Thank you. Yeah. I just like me. I've just like me weekly dose of pack. You know. Yeah. Cha-ching. Oh, sorry. That's my message off Tony Khan. I do apologise. I put that on me. <laughs> uh, winter is coming. I have to ask. I know that we're oh, delaying I've this got, even I've more. Got, but did sorry. you watch any? Oh, go ahead, Jack. I've got my top five. Number one, The Wonder Years. Number two, Better Days, a local punk band. Number three, Post Malone. I don't think I've listened to much Post Malone this year, but fair enough. Number four, Home Truths, which is my mate Gilly's band. And number five was The Weekend. Again, I don't think I've listened to much of him this year, but fair enough. Go on, Tim Healy. Oh, no, that's a 1975, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Ah, bollocks. (laughs) But that's all right. They're all the same. They are. Winter is coming. An interesting choice for AW to pick. Uh... Game of Thrones. Did anybody see Game of Thrones or care about it when it was on? Yeah. I think I'm one of the few people alive today who hasn't seen a full episode. That's fair enough. And so I'm probably going to get lynched now because you're not allowed to do that in, oh, in this no, day and age. Oh, no, Ross, so. people, people will... It's so weird. Maybe, you know, a year ago, sure, people have said that, but it's so weird and people are be analysing this. Everybody I knew was into it. Everybody, uh, me and my friends would meet up in different houses every week. Oh, we got ready, lads. Game of Thrones. Wow, the Red Wedding. Um, I need to speak bastards. about a former, a former colleague now. Just I was going to say, I'll say this and then you can say this. Yeah. But then the last season happened. And it was kind of, the other seasons leading up to that weren't the best. But suddenly it was like, oh, okay, here we go in final season mode. It happened. Everyone went, right? You know, is that it? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. And everyone just moved on. And he's like, like, everyone moved on. It barely gets brought up. No one references it anymore. It's it's as if it almost didn't happen. It's, it's, like, an embarrassing, it's like an embarrassing one-night stand. Everyone's just gone, oh. oh that's, that's a perfect so comparison, yeah. <laughs> Started off exciting, ended terribly. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, people go, do you remember that Game of Thrones you used to hang out with? And you're like, no, mm, no, no. <laughs> I think I remember that person. You know, try to pretend that you don't. Well, yeah. Who's the old colleague, Ross? Do you not remember sitting in that old office at What Culture with one Michael Potts of the Radio Times? Oh, my word. Who would sit there, right? And Matthew, he would write about Game of Thrones at What all these analytic pieces about whatever. And he would sit there lambasting, taking the piss out of us for liking professional wrestling. Because, and I quote, and it was even worse because he had the Macam accent. It's not even real. He would sit there going, it's not even real, the wrestling, not even real. And I, I, I admit, I haven't seen too much of, uh, of uh, Game of Thrones, but to me, uh, Game of Thrones, sorry. But to me, it's, it's like Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons and silly bollocks that's not real. Just like wrestling. What's the difference between Game of Thrones and wrestling? There's not too much when you look at the crux of what they both are. And he used to lambast us for he like did. in professional wrestling. And I, I used to, I can accept it, you know, people going, oh, you like that wrestling thing? It's silly bollocks. Eh? People who don't understand. But this guy used to sit next to us five days a week, understanding what professional wrestling was all about. And he would sit there and go, but it's not even real. Game of Thrones is much better. Oh, it used to wind me up. Oh, still does. Lovely guy, lovely guy, though. There's dragons <laughs> and yours, mate. There's dragons. It's always say when we insult someone for a few minutes. Oh, lovely guy, though. Also... <laughs> He, he then moved down to London, so Oof. came along for a little bit to one of our London WCPW shows, opening tag match, can't remember who it was, heel team, face team, the heels cheat to win, and he's gripped, he's like, but they've cheated. I'm like, ah, well that's, you know, well the referee didn't say it. I was like, why exactly? There's a chase pizza tonight. I was about to say, please do it, please do it. 
And I was like, oh. So you could tell he was like, he sort of got it live. He was like, oh, hang on. And he was devastated that the heels cheated to win. Wrestling can get us, can get us all. I actually it was Ultimo Dragon. <laughs> uh, it was actually Dragon Aizu. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, finally going to be done, mate. MJF and Orange Cassidy win the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal, meaning they'll face each other next week for the ring. Other storylines here include Hangman working well with the Dark Order, Mira running wild, uh, running away from a WWE contract, and MJF accidentally mm, eliminating Sammy Guevara. Or did he now? Mm. And and Matt Hardy. Oh, and Matt Hardy, yes. Oh, yeah, who's uh, now a bad guy after one segment. Weird, I, I um, don't understand. I want my heart to have one gimmick, just so I can keep up. I'm not very clever, me. I just want to keep up. That's all I want to do. Just one gimmick. That's enough. Don't need five. <laughs> it's like that old He-Man action figure. You switch his heads around, and suddenly he's a purple dude, and he's a green alien. Wow. Well done, Matthew. You are 900 years old. Anyway, I appreciated the twist on the usual WWE Battle Royal thing where the guy's out the ring, and then he sneaks back in. But Wardlow noticed that Orange Cassidy hadn't been tossed out and went for him. I like that. He's the brains. That's right. Smart like wrestler, point at head. Uh, Jericho beats Frankie Kazarian. He's on his little Jericho redemption tour after having some bloody awful performances this year. Had a great Ooh. match last week with Daniels Whoa. and a great match here with yeah. Frankie Kazarian. Where did you know, that come from? Oh, mate, I think he's been rougher than a badge's ass this year. <laughs> I think he's been, been, been underwhelming, but... Not like... I think he's doing all right for a guy who's uh, been doing it 30 years, you know? The Mimosa match wasn't terrible. Everyone seemed to hate it, but I thought it was all right. If it hadn't, if Matt Hardy hadn't fallen off that scaffold, I don't think people would have hated the Mimosa match as much as they did. Yeah. I don't know. Stand by what I said. Fair but enough. only after MJF attempts to throw in the towel on Jericho's behalf, Sammy stops him, and they try to fight after the match. Jericho breaks it up and says, I've had enough of all this malarkey. Next week, the inner circle will have an ultimatum. I thought, I'll get along. I will break up forever. Seems a bit abrupt. I mean, two weeks ago, then bloody Vegas. <laughs> oh. Blame Sammy. Hornswoggle, eh? Blame Hornswoggle. You know what? Yeah, Tim. <laughs> I, I feel like Sammy's going to get booted out and turn face. And MJF's going to screw him over. Oof, I can only hope. Uh, the acclaimed <laughs> introduce themselves to the Young Bucks backstage, and Max Caster spits out some bars, some Hall of Fame Winning bars. Yes. Did bars, whatever. It's all distraction as TH2 attack the books from behind. Uh, yeah. Before this, they went, hey, Alex Marvez, remember when we super kicked you? Yeah, we're the best tag team in the world and we're great. And then they got attacked. Like Good. I said last week, I'm like, am I supposed to cheer or boo when these guys get attacked? Why did they do that? Is Paul all right? Is Paul, what, Paul, Paul update? No, it's fine. There's lots of working on going on, but it's, it sounds like someone's knocking on my window, but they're not. Someone's ringing the bell. No, literally, sorry. It'll be them putting my door apart because it wasn't working. Matthew, this is shifty. I feel like something's going on. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas, absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Are you sure you're not getting paid? Man in? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had something more interesting than that. Mm, okay. We're having a party. No, uh, <laughs> so that's right. Yeah, the Young Bucks still confusing. Britt Baker beats Layla Hirsch at Attraction from Rebel, but Thunder Rosa attacks immediately afterwards and they're pulled apart by referees. But the important thing is we've got a Layla Hirsch match on Dynamite and it was great. She's good. Mm. She's really good. Uh, uh, do either of you know, do we know yet why Britt Baker the other week attacked Thunder Rosa or do we not know yet? Are we going to find out? I think it's just inferring that Thunder Rosa was stealing all the spotlight, wasn't it? That's what uh, I took from it, but I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Blame Tony Khan, booking someone else's division. (laughs) Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen beat Team Taz, boo, but the heels beat them down afterwards. Arn tries to save the day, but he can't. Dustin Rhodes tries to save that he can't. Oh no, who can they turn to? Who can they look to? The lights go down. The lights come back on. It's Sting! Team Taz run away and Sting shares meaningful stare downs it says does. with Arn Cody and especially Darby. I didn't but know how especially to write, Cody. I didn't know how to write that bit. I didn't know how to describe it. <laughs> that is the one, most wonderfully downs. cynical way of putting that. Meaningful stare downs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've already talked about it earlier, but uh, Jack, you had some more to say about your favourite wrestler. Right, so as I've said before, never really got Sting. Too young for him in his prime, but... I thought this segment was excellent. And when I said that, people were like, you hypocrite, blah, blah, blah. Right. First of all, it was presented excellently. The music, the snow, the Tron, everything looked great. Two, it works thematically. It's not just like, because a lot of people on Twitter were saying, immediately the argument started, you know, the whole, if WWE did this, then everyone would be crapping all over it. But just because it's AEW, everyone loves it. I think AEW did it in an appropriate way. He saved Cody, who's said before it stings his favorite wrestler, and he saved Darby. Got obvious similarities. They both like paint. So, and then, and third, it's just cooler than if he goes to WWE. It's where he belongs, isn't it? On as I said on graded on the other side of the divide on the non WWE, Sting's the alternative, isn't he? He's not WWE. It just worked. Plus, AEW don't try and put stupid spins on what already worked. 
Like, why was Sting the vigilante? Why was yeah. Sting, like, having Asian men beating drums for his entrance at WrestleMania? Like, as far as we saw last night, that was like, it was Sting, wasn't it? Yeah. Scary Sting. Crossed it, yeah. It's scary. Boo. But, uh, yeah, Sting came out, and I was like, yay! Because I was, was expecting it. I made sure to not check Twitter before I watched the AW because I didn't want it spoiled on the idea of the Moxie Omega thing. And I'm like, what? And even though there was, like, 12 people in that little place watching the show, social distancing, the pop was pretty friggin' big. Mm. So God knows what I would have sounded like if I had an arena full of people. And I found myself going, Sting, that's crazy, that's insane. I went, hey, what? What the hell is he going to do? I don't want to see him wrestle again. But just the idea of Sting's cool, but I'm like, if he doesn't it, then I'm like, well, he's too old. He shouldn't be doing it. The the match with Seth Rollins was jarring enough. I'm happy he's here, but God knows what he's going to do. I hope he's not like a traditional manager. I hope he is just like an advisory sort of thing to Derby and they do spooky, silly bollocks like in the style that Derby's been doing his promos and having a, having a couple of drinks up in the rafters one week maybe. I don't want to see him just, <coughs> well, you Taz, you see what you're no. like. Yeah, I don't want to see him doing that now, but um, I don't know what you can read from that, like what he did, because I don't know if it's worth picking up on, but he went from the oldest to the youngest to around the ring. I don't know if that was deliberate or if it meant anything or if I'm just putting this media GCSE to... Wow. Uh, even harder work. <laughs> Next I week, Cole Holloway presents Miz on Sen. <laughs> if he yeah, you might be right there because there's been all these subtle little builds up on AEW, and it turns out that sometimes they actually build up and climax. Wait, like what? Like, oh, sorry, go on. What, what build? No, no, what, no, like what? No, I was going to say, like what? Like what build? Oh, up? there we go. Like, Kenny Omega being interviewed oh, no, in his sorry. little home. That wasn't I do, his home. I do, have to, I do have to interrupt now. What were the and little sting no, no, I'm segueing into the main event, silly. But the segue has to make sense both ways. What what was the little build-ups? Were there hints that Sting was coming along? AEW was Ross just little, said, little bits in. Ross just said he looked at all the people in order of age, so I'm like, yeah, sometimes these little things that they do mean something. I like, and then he went, eh, man, I'm sorry, I'm derailed. I'm sorry, I've derailed. I'm sorry. The one time I get to shine on the podcast, and you're like, Matthew, you can't say Matthew, it's litigious. Matthew, you host the podcast, don't say that. <laughs> No, fair enough. Oh, sorry, I have to point out to people. I kid. This is me having friendly banter with Jack. I've put that really into each other. I've put that into Rose Ed. That I'm sorry. I've broken up the it's flow. Cool. Me and Jack are friends. It's just no, that no, me and not... Owen are better friends. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah, so yeah. We're fine. Yeah. Speaking of things that pay off, uh, <laughs> not this podcast for sure. <laughs> Omega versus Moxley. Now they have been little bits, like as I said before, Omega's being in some guy's house, and there's been a picture, an old picture of uh, Don Callis. Don Callis has shown up and he's been announced as, oh, Kenny Omega's mate. Yes, that's right. I knew him when he was a little boy and all these things. And like, all right, that's a weird thing to say. Um, freak. What? Um, that's I not everything he said in the commentary. Like, How long have you known Kenny Omega? Oh, all his life. Huh? Does he know that? No. And uh, they had this match. Moxie hits a paradigm shift on the outside. He sent Omega into a ringside heater. I was very, uh, very amused because it looks like the heater had two big eyes. And I thought, oh, it's funny. It's alive. <laughs> Omega's apparently injured. What insight. <laughs> right. So uh, Don Callis gets on the mic to convince Moxie to stop. Moxley assumes oh, some guy trying to interfere, knocks him down. The mic ends up in the hands of Omega, who had promised that he wouldn't cheat. He wouldn't use weapons or anything because that's how Moxley beat Omega in the Lights Out match. And Omega is a proper wrestler who wrestles for AAA. And New Japan, he wouldn't use a microphone to attack somebody. So he picks up the microphone and attacks him and uh, wins shortly afterwards to win the AW title. There's no celebration. Callus grabs Omega 
They run out of the building. Sick. That's a nice panning shot. So I've seen good. him score says he's good fellas. Um, <laughs> I was going to say I'm going to do it too, Ross. Uh, just before... Oh, sorry, Goodfellas is a show that you can watch on Netflix. Right. right. Um, just before they leave, Don says they'll get our, uh, they get their answers on Tuesday night. Oh, Tuesday night? This will be that new AW Dark thing that Tony Khan can talk about. No, on Impact Wrestling. And they get into a car and it sods off. And that's the episode. What? Dun, dun, dun. So there's a lot to take in there. Uh, first of all, I think it was a perfect time for Moxie to lose the title. So I'm going to lose it to Kingston or Omega and absolutely need to move on there. Omega finally evolving into being something else other than an annoying nerd. <laughs> but I don't think any of us were ready for this Impact Wrestling being the thing. They like, Go on, Jack. I've said a lot. You say something. Um... I liked the match. I didn't think it was quite like match of the year level, but it was a good match. Um, I thought it was right to do the title change, but I just was shocked. Like, I couldn't believe it. I When he said impact, I was like, what's going to happen? There? And we're going to have to, now everyone's going to have to try and figure out how to watch impact as well as everyone's been saying on Twitter. Like, how do we do that? Um, Joe Hendry's Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, but my main thing was like, I wish there had been a live crowd and I wish there was a live crowd in the impact zone for when he turns up as well, but there's not going to be. Never mind. I mean, I wish there'd been a big live crowd is what I mean at, at Daly's place, obviously. Yeah. Ross, what did you think? I'm conflicted because like Kenny Omega's helping out impact wrestling a hell of a lot here, isn't he? And I know he's helping out his family member, but like what, what does AEW and Kenny Omega in particular really get out of, Impact Wrestling being a thing alongside AEW, that's, that was my main sort of like, ooh, uh. obviously it's good for wrestling that like more eyes will be on Impact. I mean, I don't know if it's going to convince me to watch personally. I've not been watching Impact Weekly for God knows how long, if ever. I watch the big pay-per-views, but that's about it. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's a lot to com- like, compute, isn't it? It's a lot to sort of take in as to where this could possibly go and how it really benefits AEW, unless they're going to just start nicking people from Impact. Yeah, I don't know either. It does. It's not immediately obvious, is it? How it's no. gonna help both ways. Impact have had a blinder. Like yeah, they're, they're, they're laughing. Whoever yeah, owns yeah. Impact these days, like, they kind of believe that look, can they? <laughs> yeah. So do you think so? Because I, being the cynical bastard, think that because WWE have just taken the rascals, well, most of them, that they got hey AW want to hang out with us and Impact. They're like, oh, we can help you, like fend off WWE, like Mrs. Dad. And then they go, that's great. Oh, thanks, Impact. Uh, thanks, AEW, for saving us. Not a problem, Impact. We'll just take the Motor City machine guns. Um, the North, they look all right. Gallows and Anderson, they've they've had enough of you as well. And uh, yeah, I think that's how it goes. They're just fighting over the natural resource, which is Impact. Maybe, yeah. I think it'll lead to some matches that everyone wants to see, like the Bucks versus the machine guns or Bullet Club getting together again or whatever. But I can't see the end point. Are they going to have a big... Survivor Series 2001, five on five. Tony's on Team AEW. Tony's on oh, the smash. Give it the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so good. Oh. You know, I didn't like it until you said that. Now I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. don't know. I, I feel like a lot of people are suddenly having to go, oh, God, got to pay attention to Impact again. Because they've been doing all right recently, but they've not been prominent, really. Not, not compared to what 
they have been in their past yeah. sometimes. The pay-per-views have been good, the ones that... Because as I yeah. say, I don't, I don't watch weekly, but I have been watching the last few pay-per-views, and they are good, generally, like, good wrestling shows, but it's... it's a, Are you going to be watching on Tuesday? If I you can, know. If you can find it. <laughs> um, that, uh, the problem is, I was about to say, maybe the Omega segment, which might be the issue, because that was what I was naturally just going to say. I'll watch the Kenny bit, but maybe not the rest of the show. Like, do you know what I mean? Hmm. Strange. Yeah, I remember like watching the pay-per-view, not the most recent one, the one before that, with all the XW people showing up. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. This this new direction. EC3, uh, Eric Young, Slater, and all the rest. Then I tried watching Impact Wrestling, and it just wasn't for me. Though. There, was, there wasn't much excitement and build, because without the lack of crowd and the editing, I was just like, oh, whatever. So I stopped watching it. But people are talking about it more in 2020 than they were 2019 because of stuff like Swoggle as AJ Styles, Johnny Bravo getting shot, Wrestle House, and all the other silly bollocks that's happening. So maybe there's something there, maybe there isn't. We'll see. But I, for one, am looking forward to Omega showing up at the Impact Zone for zero people and going, wow, I thought it was cold in Daly's place. Oh. Back to Twitter we go. <laughs> was that a <laughs> Anyway, moving on to NXT. Damien Priest and Leon Ruff are an odd pair, but team up to beat Santos Escobar and Raul Mendoza. Afterwards, Johnny Gargano is seen chilling with two of those ghost face figures. It's been a month since Halloween, by the way. It says it. Yeah, it's weird they're still doing the ghost face thing. Yeah. Who are they? Who could they be? Well, in the first film, it was played by multiple people. Um, Matthew, what's his name? Who then wanted to do not No, 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 no. Oh, sorry. No, no. Oh, you silly man. (laughs) Dying to ask there. Sorry about that. No, I get um, it though. It's good. Who do you think it's going to be, Jack? I thought we already knew because it was Indy Hartwell, but now there's more of them. So they're multiplying <sighs> week on week, aren't they? Because last yeah. week Indy got in the car and there was one, and then this week there was two. Is next week are there going to be three? And are we ever going to find out, or is this just going to be a thing? Gargano's got these, like Undertaker's druids. He's just got them now. I don't know. Oh, hope oh, not. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's crap. That. Uh, the Undisputed Era go all out for dinner in suits to focus before their War Games match. It sort of works because they're all handsome, attractive and cool. <laughs> Later, Pat McAfee cuts a great promo hyping up his boys. Very excited for this match personally, but what about you, Matthew? Well, I'm glad you've asked me that, Matthew, says here. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Undisputed Era, I'm like, all right, all right, whatever. But War Games is usually a lot of fun. Was your slap bang wallop, bang for your buck, and all those expressions, but not really that much in the match itself. Because a bunch of lads getting a bunch of lads, big Pat McAfee makes you want to see it, and I want them to win just to hear what Pit, big Pat McAfee has to say. Ross, I didn't have undisputed era, like I didn't recognise them as people who go out for meals in suits. <laughs> if that makes any sense. I don't think I think they just go around to like Kyles and play games and, and jog jogging bottoms and stuff and have a few cans maybe, maybe not Bobby Fish. Does Bobby Fish have a few cans? I'm not sure if he does. But anyway, going out for meals, I was shocked to see. I'm having a game of mental tennis here. <laughs> but I, that was my main takeaway. It was all just it's good, isn't it? It's just good. Just good things are happening. Can't complain. I, just thought it was a little bit strange. I do see the undisputed era as men who got in suits. They're like the Anchorman cast. They have cigars and whiskey and meat, and well, they think they're like that. I re- I find them very endearing, but I don't know if that's just me. Kyle's I've, like brick. 
I've also yeah, he's the Carl's brick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also don't know. I also don't know um, why I've predicted that I've predicted them to win, and I feel like a fool because surely Pat McAfee's lads are going to batter them. We can only hope. No, I'm not Cameron sure. Grimes, it? oh, it's pretty, it's, it's what I was going to say. I'm not because I, I didn't do the predictions for NXT this time, but I, I'm not sure which way it's going. Like based off what we've seen, because you could see Pat McAfee like obviously doing some impressive flips off the top of the cage and whatnot. But you can also get, see him getting flattened as well. Hard one to call, I'd say. Hmm. Oh. Oh. Cameron oh, Grimes yeah. quickly <laughs> quickly beats uh, August Gray. Welcome to NXT and beats him down with a strap while taunting Dexter Loomis. Loomis sneaks out and scares Grimes, who scurries away. Uh, also, Jake Atlas beats Tony Nice, probably his biggest win in WWE so far. Well done, little lad. Grizzled Young Vets are supposed to have a match against Everrise, but Imperium jump them and take their place. But Everrise come back later in attack, making the match no contest. They drive off, shouting, Everrise rules! <laughs> I think I quite like Everrise. I quite like them now. Their 80s Absolutely. promos are good, like. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, I give them a 3.0 out of 5. Hey. Uh, Shorty Blackheart faces Wait. Raquel Gonzalez for the War Games Advantage briefcase. Both groups try to help their teammates as well as Indy Hartwell, who almost causes Shorty to lose, but as Raquel climbs, she's stopped by Io Shirai, who then hits a huge moonsault on everyone, allowing Shotzi to climb up and get the case. Which means the goodies get the advantage in what that can't be right can it jack i thought i was a right smart ass last week because i was like saying on videos and stuff well i didn't find the pete dunn match that exciting because the heels always win and they'll win next week as well and i'm a tit so i don't know what this means how are they going to structure the match then i'll tell you what this means lads it means that Shawn michaels at triple h watches the podcast <laughs> and if it does happen it will be i think between the the big companies, the second only time. Wait, I'm saying this now. I'm pretty sure the War Games matches have started, that NXT you put out have had the baddies. Had the, I don't know. I'm going to stop talking in case I'm completely wrong as usual. I feel like the heels always have the advantage, don't they? It makes sense. Mm. But never mind that. Shotzi appeared to be making what well, the talk might have been a tank because then the baddies came along and said, oh, she's building a tank. After we're finished, it'll be like, she's been hit by a tank. <laughs> but I looked at it, and other people looked at it online and went, Matthew, is she making a robot for Robot Wars? <laughs> and I'm suspicious. I mean, if Xavier Woods can do G4, Shotzi can do Robot Wars, right? When I've missed out a bit as well. When Ember and Rhea came along and gave her something, did we find out what that was? No, it was shiny and golden, wasn't it? It was like Pulp Fiction. It was like the briefcase. Oh, it was uh, Chaos 2. (laughs) What's that going to be? What are they giving her? A golden tank. But she's making a tank. She's going to smash into war games through the cage. Yes. You're all under arrest. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be like bloody ready to rumble when the law goes down the ramp on the motorbike and straight through the the wall of the cage. Mm. Could they? They couldn't do that, could they? (laughs) I think they might. I I would love it. I would love it if they did. If that's the main event, if that ends the show, then I'm I'm waiting for it. Like just Raquel Gonzalez getting mowed down by his flying tank. <laughs> just to stand there going, ah! <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh, but wow. then the, the heels have the numbers advantage. So after that, the match isn't yet done. There's still Candice who has to come down. I'm you still have here. To going. Scrape her up. Yeah. And put her in. Put her through the holes in the cage and pin her. Like George Miz. Like George Miz turning into chips. George Miz turning into chips. It all brings itself together. Never forget. <laughs> and that was the week of wrestling. Wow. What a week. And we, next week, do we talk about impact chronologically or do we just stick it in at the end? We're going to make the podcast even longer. I know, what are they doing? Yeah, but next week we won't talk about bloody Georgia. Do you know when they were talking about making NXT, there's going to be, when they were planning like, not only is there going to be NXT UK, but Japan, India, Mexico. I was thinking like, how are we going to cover all of this if and when it happens? Do we just like cherry we, pick the best bits from each like one? Like we cover NXT UK. <laughs> Thoroughly. <laughs> Only talk about the Walter matches and ignore everything else. <laughs> Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> ah, let's have a little look in the mailbag. Number one. Yo, what's up, dickheads? <laughs> Hope you man are all good. Okay. As a student who's currently in their second year at uni, I have done some very silly things. Like go to uni. For example, last year I got really drunk, and when trying to prove that I wasn't drunk, I apparently decided to frog splash from a wall into a bush about five feet below. I don't remember doing this. However, the next day I woke up with a massive gash on my head, and one of my flatmates sent me a video of me doing a picture-perfect frog splash into the bush, except I missed the bush completely and frog splashed the ground. Mm. I was just wondering if you lot have done anything stupid when you have been drunk, and if so, could you please share with us? Many thanks and good tidings. Your boy, Batman Bin Superman, XOXO. And I googled this, and I'm like, what the hell? Batman X Superman? And that was a guy's name that trended worldwide in 2013 from a Singapore guy had his name as Batman Bin Superman. Really? Yeah. Wow. I hope, I hope it's him. If it is the guy, then uh, that, hello to Singapore. In his second year of uni. <laughs> second year yeah. of uni. Wait, hang on. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's a nice question to ask some people from this area. Have you done anything crazy or stupid when drunk? Because it really is a test of what we want to say. Um, <laughs> I've said the one beforehand when I decided to uh, frog, not frog splash, sorry, to uh, Hogan leg drop a mattress <laughs> that I yes. thought was, you know, it's a mattress. You sleep on them, right? And it was... A communal mattress, shall we say, um, in this house. So I didn't even think, wow, that that's I'm gonna go through it like it's air. It's a, it's a mattress. It's big. It's fluffy. It'll break my fall. I leg dropped through it. There was absolutely no spring in it whatsoever. It got a lot of usage in that place. So I found out later on, and I just smacked my ass off the hard floor and blacked out for probably a second. It was a weird feeling because you go Ugh, like that. And uh, to just walk away because I was just like, I feel in so much pain. I don't know what to do right now. So oh. I just walk out the room. And so I have a newfound respect for people uh, in wrestling. Whenever someone takes an atomic drop and Rick Rude always said it like, ah, my coccyx. I get it. I completely <laughs> understand it now. Oh, it's rotten when you bruise that bit there. Mm. Anyway, Ross, anything you want to confess? Yeah, I don't think I've said this on the on any sort of video before, but I'm going back to Benidorm for the summer of 2010. There with the pals on a large holiday, um, as you do, and I got cast adrift from the rest of the group and found an all-you-can-drink 
in an hour sort of thing. You put 15 euros down on the bar and you can just fill your boots for the hour. And I did that. I did that and then some. And then I got back to the hotel, apparently, and couldn't remember a thing. I had this pull-out bed in the room. I drew the short straw for the holiday and had the pull-out bed. So I was like on the ground and I spewed, well, obviously passed out, and then spewed on my mattress and woke up next to this pile of spew on my pillow. And I can't remember this happening. And I was shouting like, who the F has done this to my mattress? This second, you're blaming everybody but me. And I was on the 12th floor in this high-rise apartments we had. And I launched my single bed mattress off the balcony, the 12th floor in the middle of Benidorm. Sent it flying and down it went. And luckily, and I think about this weekly just about, luckily it didn't hit anybody because if, if, if it did, I'd be in prison. And obviously had to go downstairs and get it. Can't remember this still. Somehow made it past um, the reception part of the apartments. The guy was, he had a rifle and somehow he didn't see me. <laughs> luckily. Were you using it as cover? <laughs> <laughs> and apparently there was just this visual where I'd, I was in the lift with this mattress and obviously sort of like not with it and just leaning against the doors, <laughs> against this mattress. Obviously when the doors open, I come, boom, lying on top of this mattress. <laughs> apparently that was just the funniest thing people had seen. So that was my my worst one. I could have, if I, I dread to think what would have happened if someone was down below looking up at this mattress Fallen down from the 12th floor of this massive building, but that's yeah, <laughs> I could have killed somebody. Wow, I wish no, I could have like down to that last line. I thought, oh, that's good, drunken fun. I could have killed somebody. I'm like, I let, oh. could, if that had landed on somebody, a mattress from the 12th tw- floor, 12th floor, it's kind of yeah. high. That um, <laughs> yeah, it made one, me, you're right. I it made one hell of a one hell of a thud on the floor of the, the street in Benidorm. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd gone second. Yeah, I was going to say we should have done these beforehand. Jack, what's mm. your wacky time? You know, you killed somebody. No, well, no, that's the thing. I haven't. Generally, like obviously, being a tit when I'm drunk, like everyone has, or a lot of people have. Not Owen, actually. He's got his life to. He's very. He's better at being an adult than I am by far. But in lockdown, he's been the only person I've been able to compare myself to, and I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm a mess. He's got his life together so much. Um, I've. Fell asleep in, on the town moor and that and woke up with cows around me and stuff. That was a weird one. Uh, that, was, that was scary, that. I know cows generally aren't violent, but waking up and there's a cow, I was like, oh, Jesus. So that was weird. Um, I can't you ever did the any... shop window? Like the shop doorway? I've oh, done no, that one. I've never Not done that, no. Woken up by the coppers and taken home in a copper car. Oh, really? I've never done that. But we did, we did garden hopping. This is another one. We did garden oh hopping God. when I could still do that and hopping through people's gardens and it was the summer so someone had left their washing out. So I took the sign thinking, oh, this is lovely. I've still got it in the back of my car now, this lovely blanket. So I'd nick that blanket and I just thought, oh, I've got this blanket. I'll sleep outside Labbrooks and Morpeth. And I did that and got woken up by the coppers, taken home. Oh, wow. <clears throat> oh, were they friendly? Yeah, they were all right, actually. It must happen all the time. I had a super dry polo shirt on, so I thought he's got a bit of money him. <laughs> <laughs> if you had your Umbro one, you've been booked. <laughs> but I've my remembered... mates uh, from Bish, when they came to Newcastle one time for a big old drunken thing, um, the idea was, oh, Matthew, you're teetotal, so you can shepherd us from this club into the minivan. And I went, no, I'm not teetotal anymore. And I went, oh, well. So everyone just <laughs> scattered. And so I was just there looking through this club, like, where are you? Go on, uh. where are you? And uh, could find all of them but one. And uh, I was messaging him. He's like, where are you? Where are you? He goes, oh, I'm fine. He goes, well, where did you go last night? You went in the minivan back home. Where did you go? Did you sleep at somebody's? No. 
did you stay at a hotel? No. Where did you go? He goes, uh, I found the police station and lay outside the front of it. <laughs> what? Did the, the door where you go in the police thing? Went, yes, it slept there. He goes, right. Any reason you pick there? And he goes, well, no one's going to mess with you there in front of the police. <laughs> very, was, tr- very good point. And I went, all right, there's some logic there. And you can tell he's done it before. But I went, well, what happened? He goes, well, I knew it was time to go when they opened the door and the policeman saw me and he went, piss off. And I <laughs> went back to bed. She was great. Thanks for the night out, Matthew. Good to see you. So, I've remembered one, but I think I've told it on the podcast before. I've told the leg drop one because, honestly, I'd have to ask my friends on Facebook, what have I done drunk that, that was embarrassing because I tend to forget now. Yeah. I've, got no, I've slept in a grip bin once. <laughs> Oh, Ross! I'll send. I'll send. Uh, I'll send. Oh. I'll, do I want the? Pi- I'll, I'll send Richard the picture. There's pictures on Facebook of me in this gripping. Ah, <laughs> I, I used to. Yeah. <clears throat> oh my word! It's Ross, marvelous. You're me look like an old biddy. These are amazing. A it's marvelous. Bin. It's marvelous. Growing up, when you finally smell the roses and grow up a bit. I once. Um, <laughs> the one that I thought I told on the podcast already, but I'll I'll tell it briefly again just in case. Me and my mate picked up a hitchhike up. No, I'm joking. Um, nah. We were, <clears throat> we were it was, I was when I was at uni, but I went to Durham, so it's not too far from home. I did live in halls, but like it was the summer, I was at home, and there was the international open day where the, the international students came and they needed reps to show people around. And I was a proper keen little SWAT, so they messaged me, like, Jack, do you want to come and do some repping? I was like, yeah, yeah. And then at the end of the day, all the reps went out on a night out. Uh, but I didn't have a room because the, the people who lived down south and stuff who came back to do the repping, they'd all booked rooms in the college halls. But I didn't need a room because I lived in Jarrow, so I didn't need it. So I wanted to go on this night out after, at the end with all the reps, though. So they were one of my mates was like, I'm staying at my girlfriend's tonight. Just Here's my key. Just stay in my room in halls. I'll be gone. I was like, oh, thanks very much. That's sound. Went on the night out, got like hammered, got back, went in his room, fell asleep. Woke up the next day. The room's pink. I'm like, mm, this isn't very good. Realized that I've slept in the room next to his, which belonged to a girl called Megan who was from concert and she'd also been at home that night. <laughs> and then she came back and caught me as I was leaving the room and was so understanding. Like, I couldn't believe how not creeped out she was because that was bad crap. Like, that was really bad. <laughs> it could have been looked at as a very weird thing to do. But me and her didn't know each other that well. Does that make it worse or better? I don't know. I hopped in me, me mate's mum and dad's bed when they were in it, when I was dropping. <laughs> my oh, stories are just getting overshadowed by Frost. I don't care about wrestling anymore. It's here, Ross's hopped, drunk just adventures. hopped in the middle of their bed. Thankfully, they, they like me, so they're quite understanding. But I found it. The, <laughs> there's the grip bin. Open it for a surprise. Hang on, let me find the right picture. Oh. Hey, there I oh am. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh. oh dear I don't know why I've shared this on the podcast to be honest we were struggling for a third question this week so I put in the thing have we talked about this before and Richard was like no I don't think you have I regret it now but it's all out there who cares yeah <sighs> you're supposed to do these things when you're young and dumb that's what I keep telling myself but, <laughs> uh, number two hey guys earlier this morning WWE got in contact with Cultaholic via Gmail uh oh <laughs> to reboot a past or present wrestling show alright oh, it's not real However, you will only have 50% ownership of the show and the other owner refuses to let you reboot Five Star Wrestling. Ah, well. So you must pick something else. What wrestling show do you reboot? Cheers, Ben Nickel. Oh, I know that name. I don't. 
All right, well, the no good idea. one's been taken. So. I know the, the best one's been taken. Yeah. This is obviously, I, don't, I can't believe we didn't mention it in the news that WCW's coming oh, back. Oh, for the love of <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe some people who believe that. And you read, yeah. it was written by a five year old. So people say, yeah, so it feels like a WCW press release. <laughs> so that a few times. <laughs> yeah, and then all the other ones are propped up. ECW's coming back, XPW never die, and all the rest. WCPW. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, Pacini yeah. won that one, I guess, but it's tiny winning, isn't it? It's, you know, it's like Ronaldo playing against five-year-olds at this break. So, yes, which wrestling show could you bring back for an amusing Twitter account? No, real. This is real, isn't no, it? No, this is real, isn't it? Oh, yeah, of course it's real, yeah. Matthew's not um, feeling this question. Oh, no, oh sorry. Yay, WW coming back. Yay, Sting. Oh, I've already been signed. Oh, well. Probably one PW at this rate. Oh, really? Because Why? Because UK wrestling is already a dumpster fire. You might as well just add gasoline to it. <laughs> South with one BW, the Studio 54 of wrestling companies. What's Studio 54? Wow, that's a old re- reference. Just this crazy club with lots of drama. Nice. Where Paul, the, Paul Heyman used to go with the cocaine and the, the you, photographs. I can't believe Paul Heyman used to go. That's crazy, that. I'm trying to think of a more up-to-date reference, but I can't think of any. Powerhouse. Big market. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that section in Newcastle that was supposed to be getting shut down because they found out how much cocaine was being sold. Oh, the Diamond Strip. Remember the that? Diamond yeah. Strip, oh, yeah. I was going to name it, but whatever. Yeah. Well, I, can, I, I don't care. They got found guilty, didn't they? So They yeah. did, yeah. They were like, we didn't know, and then get them get sold. It's like... It's the three bars that are all different names, but they're all the same. They're owned by the same people. Yeah. And I never used to have a good night out there. There's too, no, many, no people, same. too, too many people posing rather than having a good time. Perhaps 100%. Go to Digi instead. I know. Uh, or, or, you know, Pop World, I guess, as well. Yeah. Um, so we've got 1PW, Digi, and Pop World. Should we want the next question? Mine would be Lucha Underground. Because oh, I've said yeah. this to Ross. I think it was on uh, my episode of Straight to Hell. I said to Ross, it was like the Ravel Morrison of wrestling. All the potential in the world and squandered it. So I'd like Lucha Underground to have another chance under new ownership. Who is the actual Ravel Morrison of the wrestling world? Which 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 wrestler? Had the world at his feet and then pissed it all away. Jack Evans. Oh. In his youth, Jack Evans could do flips like nobody. Like, wasn't Jack Evans like the flippiest wrestler? Yes. He's not, although now he's got more exposure than he ever did, so that, that doesn't work, does it? That really doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, I wouldn't say... Yeah, he's more of a James he's... Milner. He's grown as his career's progressed. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's wrestled everywhere, so I don't know. So, yeah, in terms wrong. of potential, never really done anything with it. I don't know, like oh, Ken Kennedy, Dirt Bike Kid. Uh, <laughs> who, who, who's dirt the Dirt Bike kid? kid? Oh, have you not seen the Dirt Bike Kid? Exactly. The match, Matthew. You'll know this better than me. Who's the match against when the Dirt Bike Kid decides to just <laughs> the Great Sasuke? Oh, it uh, was the Great Sasuke. The Great Sasuke. So Michiko Pro has this Masked Men tournament. Every year. I'm not sure if they do it now, but in the was, Eng- was English, wasn't he? Uh, British, I. British, so, right, right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it goes with Japan for this Masked Man tournament. The idea being, believe it or not, everybody there is wearing a mask. Uh, by Kid Annoy's Great Sasuke. I don't know the exact reasons why people speculate the fact that he went, Dirt by Kid! Yay! He takes off most of his mask. It's a mask tournament. Yeah. And uh, Great Sasuke tried wrestling with him. Realised quite early on that Dirt Bike Kid's just not very good. It just went sod it. It's put him in a headlock. <laughs> just choked him out and then just kicked the hell out of him. Anyway. I, so, I, know, yeah. who, I know who the Ravel Morrison is. Go on. Teddy Hart, isn't it? There we go. Ah. Yeah, I'd go with that. Yeah. It's 
It's an interesting question. Wasted potential. People you thought would be really big in this weren't at all. Yeah. Ross, uh, which company would you bring back? Well, I think of any of us. It's hard. It's hard to think with five star wrestling taking out the equation because that's the <laughs> obvious answer, isn't it? Get, yeah. the, get the get the band back together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ECW, hey, the original one, not the not the the WWE one. I know. What's the potential? Alex Riley. <laughs> Maybe just because it's a theme song. I don't know. Rage. Uh, hey, Sh- fellas, oh, no, I only not. recently discovered you guys on YouTube earlier this year. Sorry, do I? I was going to say Sean O'Hare, but that's not right, is it? Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's a sad one. Yeah, yeah that is a sad one. Yeah. I've just completely missed the boat there. Continue, yeah. Matthew, I'm sorry. Which, I'm sorry, yes, I'm thinking out loud too. I, I hate doing that. I only recently discovered you guys on YouTube earlier this year, but I was an instant fan when I did. I have greatly enjoyed binge-watching all your content over the last few months. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, lately, I've been falling asleep while watching your videos. <laughs> it says, I mean that as a compliment. Right. Uh, seeing Finn Balor as NXT champ got me thinking about how Balor will forever be known as the very first Universal champion, but he never got to have a proper reign because he got injured during the match and had to vacate the title. I wondered how differently things would have gone down if he hadn't gotten hurt, because it certainly seemed they wanted to strap a rocket to his back right off the bat but that obviously ended up not happening. How long would Balor's reign have lasted? Who would he have dropped the belt to? And how would this have affected the career of Kevin Owens as a result? Would we have ever seen the alliance between Kevin and Jericho and all the brilliant stuff that came as a result of this? I guess we'll never know. My question for you fine folks is this. What are some of the most egregious examples of storylines being altered due to outside circumstances? And how would those storylines have played out differently had real life not gotten in the way? Thanks for all the laughs, and here's to many more yet to come. Much love, Kiki from Washington State. Hmm. Real life getting in the way of stuff. Hmm. I think my go-to answer to this is always, Ryback should have won the title. It was just the wrong time for him to challenge CM Punk at Hell in the Cell because he wasn't supposed to. I believe it was Cena supposed to wrestle in the cell, and then he was got it? injured or he couldn't do it. I've actually forget the original opponent, but don't take my word for it. Uh, anyway. Ryback was slotted in. If they'd given it another week, another week, another month, another build to have that, it could have worked. But it was so abrupt and last minute, they kind of went, nah, it's a bit too much too soon for Ryback. We'll not do it. And as a result, scuppered his career forever. Mm. But just one more month, one build up properly, I think Ryback should have should have taken the title off him because he was just getting squashed everybody and getting bigger and bigger. And, oh, here we go, I'm ready. Could have been a great thing and it never was. Yeah. Fair. That's a good one. Right back. How about you, Jack? Um, I think the one that I always think is is the summer of punk, the WWE summer of punk, and what if it had gone well? But even if it Nash hadn't got involved for whatever reason <clears throat> and Del Rio hadn't cashed in on him, I still feel nowadays... I used to get really frustrated because I'd be like, oh, I could have been so good... But I don't know if it would have actually changed that much. It probably would have fizzled a bit, wouldn't it? Because nothing was going to be as big as the start of the angle, which was the biggest thing ever. So that's the one that I always go to. But nowadays, I don't know if it actually would have been much better. If they'd done what people were theorizing at the time, which was like, he's going to show up. What he said in the promo, maybe I'll go to Ring of Honor. Like That would have been incredible, but it was never going to happen. 
So I don't know really. But but for me, that's that's the when Nash came out and battered him, <laughs> that's when it all went off the rails. And I would quite like to still see what would have happened if that hadn't happened. Good answer. Ross. Becky Lynch springs to mind. What if Nia Jax hadn't really smashed her in the face? Ah, would it have been as big? That's a good one, yeah. Or the other one that comes to mind, I'm not even sure that the sort of real-life aspect plays into this, but the the build to WrestleMania 30 and Daniel Bryan, if Vince McMahon had got his wish and put on Batista versus Randy Orton as the main event, what 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 would have, what would have Daniel Bryan... I don't know if that actually applies to the question, but what, what would Daniel... Well, obviously, he wouldn't have been as big, but... What would the ramifications of Daniel Bryan not getting his WrestleMania moment be? That's a good one as well. I'm thinking, what if they... Did, we're going that this way. Um, what if they we got the rumoured Undertaker and Kane versus Heidenreich and Snitsky tag match for WrestleMania? <laughs> Until, you know, you wrestled them both. I'm like, oh, oh okay, yeah, uh, nah. This will make sense to people who hear the podcast feed over Christmas, Matthew. Oh. But it might be very reminiscent oh, here we of go. something we watched, and that's all oh. I'm going to say. <laughs> I don't know why Just I did that. Simmering, simmering <laughs> the fans. I like to see it. Well, the other matches that they try to do Vince McMahon versus Rey Mysterio Jr. a bunch of times as well. It never really happened. Vince and Stephanie were the incest. Don't know what got in the way of Oh, there. God. Uh, I mean, common sense got in the way there, but what yeah, actually got in the what way? What got in the way there, says Ross. Yeah. <laughs> Mabel being the third man. <laughs> anyway, uh, those were the questions. Thank you very much for sending them in. We're very happy to hear that we send people to sleep every single week. And please tell us all about it by sending your mail and thoughts and everything else to mailbag at Reese's Pieces. Number one. Topicon, hey, howdy, hi, guys. After your discussion of five-a-side cartoons last week, it reminded me of a conversation from a basketball podcast I also listened to where they went through every Olympic sport and decided who would win between LeBron James and a literal horse. (laughs) Ultimately deciding LeBron wins out the majority due to having hands. (laughs) (laughs) What's this podcast? I I want to listen to that. See if it mentions... While I would love to ask you to think of which wrestler would outdo a horse in the majority of Olympic sports, says I'm, I'm not stopping you, I thought this would be a good Reese's Pieces, so please pick any wrestler you think can outdo a horse oh, yes. in these particular Olympic events. This is the best Reese's Pieces ever. All right. Go through uh, with me, Ross, Jack, liven up a bit. Archery. Uh, Bret Hart, because he's a sharp suit. Christ, he's a sharpshooter. <laughs> Pete Dunn, he's got a penchant for fingers and precision. And yeah, no one going to take Damien Priest. Nah, oh, the oh no! That, Can I go for Mason Ryan? Why is that? He's the archer in Cirque du Soleil, or he was. Oh, uh, that's the real fact. Oh, sorry, that, oh, right. sorry. He, when he left, joke. when he left wrestling, he joined Cirque du Soleil as the archer. Oh, I didn't know that. So he's probably better than a horse. He's as big as a horse. Ah, uh, what artistic gymnastics? Oh, like floor, like ribbons and. Ah, oh. Jack Evans. 
Yeah. Pac. Pac does Al- it anyway, didn't he? Alexa Bliss. She's got a history of dance, hasn't she? Cheerleading also. Alexa Bliss. Yeah. And she could beat a horse. Uh, artistic <laughs> swimming, in brackets, synchronised swimming. Um... Well, you can say anybody, really. If it's a horse, you're fighting. Horses can swim. Can they synchronise swim? Why, mm. I. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. I have to think of an answer, then. Artistic. Ricochet. I've got the visual of Otis wearing a lovely, like, swimming cap in my head, so I'm going to go with Otis. I don't know why. Spirit Squad. Next question. Oh, you... Badminton. Uh, fastest thought the rest thinking no, right <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything amusing to say but nothing's working um, right back because he should have beaten CM Punk for the title in 2013 Shinsuke Nakamura because he loves bashing those cocks oh, oh I was going to say I was going to say Finn Balor because I'd like to shuttle his cock right there we go yeah hey Shades of last week's big question, which everybody <laughs> loved and appreciated. <laughs> Beach volleyball. Who not to pick for this? Bloody hell. I mean, mm. Tucker. Because he needs the money. <laughs> Charlotte Flair, because she's a legitimate volleyball player. Oh, is she? Oh. Oh, I? I was on Instagram the other day and her and Andrade were just in some on a field doing the volleyball with each other. It was wholesome. Nice. I'll go for the Young Bucks because they're from California and there's a beach. There's beaches. Nice. Uh, basketball. Oh, big Dave Batista because they don't hold grudges. <laughs> uh, WWE Hall of Famer, or soon to be at least, LeVar Ball. Oh, God. He doesn't count. Because that segment... Oh, of course not, he does. Re- that segment is one of the greatest segments of the last decade in the professional oh, wrestling. I think man. the younger son, the one who said the slur, <laughs> he's just been drafted, I think, into the NBA. I think he's in there with the pros. Um, I'll go for MVP because of his basketball challenge against Matt Hardy. Good times. Diving. Titus. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> um, Sorry. I'll go for Kevin Owens. Just think of his cannonball in the corner. I think Ziggler would be good. If someone super kicks him off the board, that would be fantastic. Equestrian. Oh, actual horsing. Oh, all right. Um, oh. Ooh, wrestlers and horses. So is there a horse on, ho- on the horse team? Is there a horse riding the horse? I assume so, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. This is a respectful question, Jack. (laughs) Um, A horse and a horse, of course, of course. Oh. Hangman Page. Oh, Oh, yeah. Damn it. I was thinking about about Shaniqua, because she had the whips. (laughs) And she'd be able to... Oh, no, Equestrian's a bit more... Ah, I've got the... I was thinking of just pure horse racing. She'd be like... We accept your answer anyway. Yeah, yeah, the whips. Ah, uh, Hornswoggle, because jockeys are short. That's as, that's as well as I can do. Do we... At oh. college, 
We convinced oh. the lass, me oh, mates, no. on a bit of an odd night. That you know, he said, "Who's the first one on the moon?" Neil Armstrong. Who's the second? Buzz Aldrin. Who's the third? I don't know. See, no one remembers. Uh, it was Frankie Tatori, <laughs> famous jockey. <laughs> what? Well, to save money and the fact that they could only make a small spaceship for NASA, they had a, a jockey, famous small person, do it because obviously he's physically fit from riding those horses. So that's why to save space, they put him in the uh, carry home. Really? She, and I said she... this, and my mate in front of me went, "Oh, I got you, mate." Yeah, I mean, it's, people don't even bring. They never brought it up on a question of sport, you know. They never did, and she's like. <laughs> He's got that look like, I know this is probably wrong, but I don't know enough to prove it's wrong. <laughs> so she went, yeah. So she didn't argue it and did it. And we we drew a little picture and put it on the fridge of um, Frankie Dottori on, on a horse on the moon. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I never thought I'd get a chance to share that story. Where are we? Fenson. Fenson. Uh, Michael Cole, because he's a little prick. <laughs> Uh, Paul Birchill because sword Drew McIntyre oh Oh. god I football not Brock Lesnar remember that little video Uh, having a kick about terrible touch no touch oh I thought you meant him trying to do it in uh, 04 they said yeah you can do it but you have to stay in NFL Europe not that football silly silly me (laughs) Football. Your favourite uh, recording artist, Mr. Vinnie Jones. <laughs> it's going to be emotional. Yeah, Manchester. <laughs> uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, because he likes kicking the balls. Uh, um, oh, I'll go for Rampage Brown. Didn't he used to do a bit of goalkeeping in his youth? I'll go for Rampage. He's big as one eye, so that makes sense. Uh, hammer throw. Oh, there we go. I'm going to Cesaro. Ah, that's the best answer. King of Swing, isn't it? That's the one, isn't it? Uh, Natalia. She does a discus clothesline. That transfers. (laughs) (laughs) I can't think now. You've taken the... uh, Who spins around really fast? Who Who likes to spin around? Come on, Jack. Grado. Aye, greater. <laughs> okay. So much a lot in the Olympics. Uh, ha- oh, sorry, said so that judo. Hmm. Well, judo's all about using the <clears throat> opponent's weight against them, isn't it? So I'd say little Spike Dudley, the giant killer. Okay. I'll go judo enthusiast Ronda Rousey. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I thought she, she was going to get taken straight away. <laughs> she um, put her in the boxing. I'll go for. Um, oh man. Okay, um, I'll go for Ken Shamrock, I guess. Because yeah. he makes martial arts like you can probably do judo. Right. Uh, long distance swimming. Uh, oh, it's an easy one. That uh, Johnny Gargano. He <laughs> loves loves stretching things out for long periods of time, <laughs> doesn't he? The shade. Luthes. <laughs> Sean I, presume, I presume that's how we got round the countries back in the day, <laughs> swimming. I'll go for Sean, Michael. Like it was the it was the pack of the nineteen forties. Booked in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Better swim. Uh, 
<sighs> Skateboarding. That's joining the Olympics, I think, in Tokyo. Oh, I was not aware of that. Radical. Oh, uh, no. Shane Douglas, the dynamic. Wait, wait a minute. That's not who I was thinking. (laughs) Hey, he carries a skateboard with him every time he goes to the ring. He wouldn't carry it if you couldn't use it. Fair, yeah. Uh, Darby Allen. I saw that coming. Who else can skateboard? Who else can skateboard in wrestling? Johnny Ace. <laughs> go among the dude. Yeah, go on then. Johnny Ace. Table tennis. Oh, any 80s wrestlers, because table tennis looks like you need a lot of cocaine to do it well. <laughs> The mega powers. <laughs> oh, I'll say Natalia. Knows a way around a paddle, allegedly. Oh, right. A different, a different kind of... Is that... I'll tell you what, after the whip and everything else for us, <laughs> this is going to be an amazing thing to cut out and paste on Twitter. <laughs> I'll go for... Hey, they referenced it on Turtle Divas in my defence. Didn't they? They are the embodiment of Hordy on Main, Natalia and her friend. <laughs> Go on, Jack. They really are horny on me. Um, I'll go for... Um, Ricochet. He's quick, he's nimble. There we go. Ricochet. The Donkey Kong rap. Yeah, he's he quick. fly through he's, the air and climb up trees. He's the last member of the 205 Live. It's <laughs> Ricochet. <laughs> Weightlifting. Oh, Pitty Yeah. But a horse, though. Ooh. Strong. Horses are big. Little arms. <laughs> got no arms, what am I talking about? Oh, weightlifting. Of course. How silly of us. We're forgetting the most obvious person who does YouTube-related stupid stuff and is really big and can carry any dog. Our friend and yours, Mr. Abigini. <laughs> AJ Hazard gets the win. AJ Hazard, yes, to his friends. I'll go for the second strongest man in the world behind Adam, and that is Mark Henry. I'll, I was going to go for Mark Henry, and obviously Adam before him, but I'll go for Cesaro for this one, because he's really strong. That's, you know, can't all be, can't all be jokes. Yeah, that's half proven. I want to beat this uh, horse. Who's and, been joking? And finally, wrestling. Oh, Olympic gosh. wrestling. Oh, okay. I mean, I there's the... Oh, Wait, they've got to wrestle a horse, though, haven't they? Oh, yeah, but... Ooh. I reckon Marco Stunt would throw it off like... He's gone for Marco Stunt here, Ross. He's gone for Marco Stunt when the answer yeah. was staring him in the face. I'll go for Kurt Angle because I've, oh, been, taking this, I've been taking this seriously the entire time. <laughs> He's gone for the actual Olympic gold medalist in wrestling. Don't be dumb. Uh, I'll go for Chad Gable, also an Olympic level amateur wrestler. Oh, and shout out to uh, the Iron Sheik, who I'm not sure if he still proclaims himself to be an uh, Olympic medalist. <laughs> Even though he's not, he's not. Good for him. You ever see the episode he's on the Outstart show and Kurt Angle's on and he's drunk? And Iron Sheik calls in, it's like, I, uh, my fellow Olympian. And Kurt Angle just drunk goes, oh, shut up, Sheik. <laughs> <laughs> you, keep, you keep on claiming you're an NCAA. You have to be an American to get one of them. We on about it. like, I love you, Kurt Angle. And Kurt's like, oh, yeah, sorry, Sheik. <laughs> it's awesome. Anyway, 
That's enough from Sam. Thank you, Sam. That was terrific. Please let us know what that podcast is. Yeah, like, cheers. A horse Sam. versus LeBron James. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you very much for your Reese's pieces. Please send them in to well, same thing as before. Mailbag at cultaholic.com. It's Cultaholics. The question. Ah. What a lovely podcast. And the big question this week is. Who is the hottest male wrestler covered in... Oh, sorry, sorry, we've got the notes. Sorry, we can't, we can't do that one. Um, what is the best War Games match? Or your favourite? Whatever titles you fancy in that way. And I rather like some of the old WCW ones back in the day. And have you seen any of them, Ross or Jack? WCW ones? Yeah, like the, the good old ones. Like the Horsemen and the NWO and all that? Yeah, them ones. Um, I have because I researched these a lot for a list I did. But I preferred some of the old, old ones with Dusty and Kolov. Oh. I mean, Kolov. Um, the no, you're right. Thing. Yeah, Nikolai. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It Not was Nikita. I. I get the two mixed up name-wise, but you were right the first time. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah. So I, I prefer the slightly older ones, but what's your, yeah. which one do you like in the in the WCW era? It's a... Oh, it starts between 91 and 92. The Dangerous <gasps> Alliance. That's the best entrance in War Games history. We need more swooping camera angles in professional wrestling, and that swooping one where the dangerous lines just going out there in a straight line and just swoops. Oh, and it sees them all. Delightful. Who are they taking on in that? Because Austin's on dangerous lines, isn't he? He certainly is. Yeah. Famously. Famously, yes. They're taking on. I forget the name. Was it Stings Lads? The Stinger Squadron. Stinger Squadron, that's it. Was that Sting's it? Stings yeah, that the Stinger Squadron, yeah. Nice. Stings Squadron, Sting, Nikita Koloff, Dustin Rhodes, Ricky Steamboat, and Barry Windham. What a team. Before he went to prison for counterfeiting. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's a story not enough people talk about, I don't know. Um, right. Yes, uh, allegedly. There we go. Yeah, those ones are good. Great American Bash 89, which is arguably the best one that, that pay-per-view they ever put out from start to finish. That's the Road Warriors and the Midnight Express and Steve Williams taking on the Fabulous Freebirds and the Samoan SWAT team. And that's amazing just to see them going, all right, I'll press slam you. One, two, three in the case like that. Some good times just seeing men bleeding and beating each other up. <laughs> great, great time. <laughs> yeah. Was, was the one, is it the classic one, the one, or the first two, the one where J.J. Dillon's involved? Yeah, he's involved in a few early on and then he get he got hurt and they're replaced by the War Machine. Something. Right, okay. I forgot which move. Oh, it's because I think they tried to do the Doomsday Device, but there's not enough space, so he just kind of fell awkwardly. Oh. Uh, who was it he tried to do? Was it a power bomb? And there wasn't enough room. Sid. Yeah. Uh, onto Brian Pillman. And Oof. he just dunks him and goes, oh, uh-oh, let me try that again. Does it a second time. Dunks him even worse than the first time. Thanks, Sid. Because Sid was very consistent. And then it steadily got a bit worse as it went along 93 saw the uh, debut of the Shockmaster. oh yes times when's the um, one where it's it's Sting and Hogan and all the mega babyface lads and they're all in war paint they're all in camo yeah. that's fantastic that's 95 the Hulkamaniacs against the Dungeon of Doom I think that's my favourite OSW episode ever because oh. they do a breakdown of the promo before it when they're all trying to get over more than the other people in the promo so you've got hogan and savage and sting who's the other one is it luger luger yeah luger's not trying as hard but hogan and savage hogan and savage and sting as well are all just like yeah 
it's all so like coked up. And then <laughs> Savage high fives everyone apart from Hogan. <laughs> and then they all like Savage leads them all off. He's like, come on, let's go. And they all like storm off. But Hogan stays there to keep, keep on cutting his promo to get himself more over. So they all come back in and they all like come back in. And they're all like, yeah, it's really petty. It's so brilliant. It's brilliant. And that's also the one where Colonel Robert Parker uh, crapped himself. Oh, nice. Right. The last bit, which I found out listening to the uh, Comrade podcast. Now, apparently, they're all not saying anything, like being discreet because he's wearing a white suit. And uh, apparently, Bob and he- Bobby Eden is the credits are like, oh, have you seen that? Like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And then the NWO versus the Horseman one, which is the one where everyone got apparently annoyed for real because this is after they did the parody. You know, Arn Anderson has to retire for real. Everyone's crying. Next week, Kevin Nash comes out as Arn Anderson. Not my spot. Not your spot. Not my liver spot. Not my dog name spot. But my spot. Oh, that. Um, and everyone got upset about it. It went, that's okay because the Horsemen are going to beat the NWO if they've been embarrassed. And then the NWO beat Horsemen after Henning turned on them. Yeah. Yeah. And that was um, Mongo in that, wasn't it? Absolutely. What a guy. <laughs> Getting... I'm going crazy. But people are going to go, we don't like old stuff, Matthew. What about NXT War Games? They've been good. Sunday? To be fair, they've been some good ones. There have been some really good ones since the relaunch. Do we? First of all, I want to ask the pair of you, roof on or roof off? Ross? I can see why it's off, but I like when a thing is done a certain way, just to go back to what it was. So I prefer roof on. Fair. Matthew? Just remind me of Jeremy Wade there. Roof on! <laughs> Fish on. That's uh, roof on, roof off. Yes. I'm going to go with, I'm all right with it not having a roof because that means they can jump off it. And if the booking guys like Ricochet to do a double moonsault, fantastic. Yeah, I'll agree with you, I think. Because it's not just for, it's not just, it's not just for jumping off as like a parent. You've got to be careful. It's, it's for uh, Christmas. They also do like the whole, they use it like there'll be guys draped over the top or they'll get on top and then get slammed off the turnbuckles. And yeah, I think it opens it up a bit more. I think it helps it make the cage these days is a lot more visible. You can see through it a lot better than you could back in. I feel like watching those old war games matches. I feel like the camera's in the next field along from the stadium, looking at the cage from like a different angle. It's weird. Well, that was the uh, Great American Bash. The idea was they do all these stadium shows, and yeah, you see the fan cams footage, and you're like, "Great!" <laughs> yeah. Wow, How did anyone pay know? seats for this? <laughs> uh, I, so there's a different opinion on what the best modern war games match is. Ross, you had one in mind, particularly. I'm going to steal your thunder, Jack. I know you're no, going to be upset about this. What have you it's... done? We talked about this off camera. The this tactical is like, affair. This is like, pl- no, this is like 8 Mile. This is like when you took all my rhymes before. You've said everything I can say against you. I'll just say I, I like the tactical one where Roddy Strong was with the AOP dressed as a turtle, and I'll just pass it over to you because you're very passionate about this match. No, it's fine. You can go. You can steal that match if you want. No, you can just... You can, no, just, no. Uh, it's, it's my person. We can both have the same favourite. No, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> so why, why, why originally were you going to go for the one before, and why did you change your mind? I've, as far as I'm aware, I was talking about the tactical one the entire time. Me, I oh, thought, I thought mine was the tactical one. I don't know. Good I like the, God, lads! Like <laughs> I'll pick them. I no like way. the long, God. protracted one where it's sort of built and it was tactical. And do you like the three-way one? 
with Killian Day and Shelby in there. To be honest with you, they all blend into one for me. But I remember speaking at length on this podcast, or maybe it was some sort of other review video we did about liking the one that was really tactical. It was really long and it was really like drawn out. That's the one I like. Whichever one that was. That's the one I like. I think I that's like. the 2017 one, Ross. That's a fantastic pick. You picked 2017. 2017. Jack, what do you right, pick? Yeah, yeah. I picked that one as well. Uh, the Undisputed Era, Pete Dunne, Ricochet, and the Viking Experience. Because that is... Awesome, remember, that's a 2018 one. I'm glad remember, you picked a different one. What? Well, why did you say it was... The, right, I'm picking the 2018 one then. 2018 one was the best one. Good. Um, Which one I, did I pick? The 2017 one. Good. See, I'm confused. I'm confu- the, they all blend into one. The for problem, me, the he, the problem here is that I see the very long drawn out tactical one as the Ricochet Pete Dunn one because there was a bit where all the Undisputed Era were like cutting off the ring and putting on a submission to try and stop the faces from, and they had to like bound in yeah, and rescue that them. That was a good one. And then Ricochet did a double moonsault off the top. Maybe that's the one I was talking about. That's what I think. But the one the year before <laughs> was the one with Sanity and Killian Dane and all the. It was a three way yeah. one with Roddy Strong dressed as a turtle. That, right, so I think, I think I've just made a mess there. I think that's not uh, the one. I think I was speaking about the Undisputed Era one. I think you okay. were. And I said that, and Matthew got that's very, right. distra- very destroyed. <laughs> for the love of God, just stop talking for a second. This is like the worst last question what? we've ever had. They've, stop talking. They're both lovely matches. They've both they got lovely good matches. matches. <laughs> they're all just very good, aren't they? I thought you meant it was a tactical match because he dressed up as a turtle. So that's No, not, not for that reason. <laughs> Matthew. Have you got a favourite modern War Games match? No, because then the other War Games matches get jealous. Matthew, you, before off camera, you were talking up Team Shotzi, not you're Team Shotzi. Not Team Shotzi, I've made a mistake. Shayna, wasn't it? Who was it? You team calm Shana? down, Jack. You need to get some decaf. I think okay. Team Ripley versus Team Baszler. There you go. A very good one with the turn at the very start. She comes out the cage. Yay! Get back in. No! Awesome stuff. I don't think there's been a bad NXT War Games since the brought back and made it a thing and they continue to impress even last year when they had Kevin Owens surprisingly show up in NXT probably tried to stay there but then <laughs> they, you know found him and brought him back so who knows maybe we'll see Alistair Black on Sunday after he's been long rumoured wanting to come back to NXT so he could actually be booked mm. all the teams have been filled though but anything can happen that's in true the match beyond sorry I mean, Tegan Knox got taken out of one, didn't she? That was quite a good one as well. Was that Team yes. Shot? Uh, team Shotty Jack, Team Shayna, and team... that's the one he's just been talking about. It is, yeah. That was that one, yeah. That was good. I like that. <laughs> war games is good. End of discussion. Okay, we're having our own war games in this thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Here, there's just so many people. In the, is it just me that the, they all the blend podcast. into one? Yeah. Is it just no, me? Uh... I mean, the look of... I think it doesn't help that NXT, like WWE, has the same look, black and yellow and stuff, around cagey stuff, of their arena, as it were, every time. So you don't really... It's not like in the 2000s where there was a big army set for Armageddon 2000. Uh, yeah, like yeah. That, so. I'll tell you what, we should prepare for these big questions rather than just rock it I'm up and just decide before the segment. <laughs> oh, I, I knew which one. I knew. Oh, Matthew, take us home, please. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We're already in hype for this week, this weekend even, whatever. Uh, War Games, Team Shotzi versus Team Candice. Ooh, the Undisputed Era taking on. They don't have a name, do they? Pat's Lads. Pat's Lads. Pat's Butchers. The, the brand, isn't it? Ooh. The brand. The brand, is that it? The they brand. don't have an official name yet. They don't have it on do the... It if it's not the on brand. the... Chiron doesn't exist. I would like for it to be Pat's Butchers. Pat's Butchers. Ah... Well, hope you've enjoyed having a butchers at us. 
for the last nine and a half hours of many people's favourite thing to help themselves fall asleep. Ross, what have you got on tap for us this week at Colaholic? Absolutely nothing, Matthew. Oh, nice. Not. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. No, nothing. Fantastic. What about yourself, Jack? Uh, no, just the nothing out of the ordinary apart from a what happened at straight after NXT TakeOver War Games. And mine and Owen's Twitch streams are continuing every Wednesday from 6. Football Manager. It's in the game. And just in case people are wondering why I don't do WTF moments, me sat here as the AEW shill. I don't do NXT WTF moments because it's, it's too good to do WTF moments for. So I don't do it. The AEW shill. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And I will have my Twitch stream at 6pm on Saturday where I'll be playing a game that may or may not work. I don't know. You have to tune in and find out. It's the glory of having Twitch. But we thank you for listening all the way to the end of the podcast. As always, patreon.com forward slash coldaholic, mailbag.com forward slash... It's the end of the podcast, isn't it? Mailbag at at coldaholic.com. Yes. It was Yay. that close. It was that close. Anyway, I've been Matthew, it's been Ross and Jack, two fabulous men who I'm happy to call people that I know online. Now we put our hands towards the webcams and say on the count of three, one, two, three, join us. Join us. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 